there! Before we got started, I want to take a quick moment for some shameless self-promotion. While it is true that we here at Full Tilt have recently been voted into the top three absolute best Star Wars Shadowpoint podcasts based out of Southern Idaho of all time, that's not all we do. Oh no. You see, we also make premium tokens for a variety of games like Age of Sigmar, Shadowpoint, and even 40k. And sure, that last game is pretty boring, but we can assure you that our tokens are anything but. Check out the links below if you'd like to follow along with the token making progress. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to episode four, I think, of Full Tilt. My name is Steven. Uh, most recently, I played Asajj. My name is Jesse, and I most recently played um, Cad Bane and Dooku. Oh, that's right. That was sweet. And today we are joined by uh, the only member of Muse we have not gotten on yet, even though we've tried for a long time. Uh, probably most well-known as being the world's foremost authority on pirate jokes, it's one Captain Josh Maxson. How's it going? Yar. <laughs> How are you guys? Good man. Good, good. good. Nice. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, we want to yeah. for a, a hot minute. I'd love to get some games sometime if, if that's possible. Abs- and- Absolutely. I'm a cool. uh, I'm an elusive individual, but uh, you know, if, once you yeah. once you get me to the table, uh, <laughs> we'll have to fly to Iowa to do that. And you you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 We're gonna steal <laughs> Nigel from you, and then you'll have to come here. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. That's been a long con. We're trying to get him to milk in our barn, but uh, yep. no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> he keeps telling us he'll do it, but he's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't quite show the mark. Tell him he can live in my basement for free. I don't know. I keep trying yeah, to get him over. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, I believe that. I believe that Nigel is uh, got some milking skills. So, uh, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a look you get. You know, just people people have That's or right. they don't. Uh, it's the hand. It's really the hands. You know, you look at the hands. You're like, those milk. Yeah, those are for hands sure. that can do the job. Yeah, they can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, Josh, you want to give us a little bit of your uh, gaming background briefly if you're down with that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I got into miniature gaming, I think, the way that, uh, you know, 90% of humans on this planet do, which is uh, Games Workshop. I guess now they're just called Warhammer. I just learned that recently that they have not called Games Workshop anymore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got in. Uh, I just missed out on Rogue Trader, but played mm. uh, whatever, second edition 40K. Um and uh loved that loved it because it was so complicated i've always like been really attracted to complicated like crunchy games mm-hmm. um uh, i'm that guy that wants to play uh whatever twilight imperium right like oh, yeah. so uh yeah um but uh got into it then when i was mm, i want to say i was 14 maybe 15 um so in high school and uh played 40k for a little bit and then uh, branch from there into fantasy. Uh, I'm actually very excited that the old world is uh, coming back because I might oh, cool. uh, oh, I really? might have to go back to that because uh, Warhammer Fantasy is my first like like I enjoyed 40k for the aesthetic and the wackiness. Like back then, um, everything like everything had like. Uh, equipment that you could assign to it for various points costs, and there were things like void grenades that you'd throw, and they would like obliterate entire spaces of the table. And like every army had some weird, wacky John Blanche like characters like strewn throughout it. And then as the game has gone along, they've streamlined it and 
and focused it and like i feel like it's lost like a lot of its character that was what i liked about 40k back in the day fantasy was the first game that i was like oh this game is good and i can think about it tactically and Hmm. like i can like outplay my opponent it's not just something wacky or rolling dice or having fun or having cool cool models but there's like something to it and uh really got into that probably at about the same time i was like in chess club in high school so uh gaming is in like all forms has always uh kind of attracted me um went from fantasy and 40k into uh school um and so quit playing for a little while while i was in college and then i came back to it with war machine uh, when I moved back to Des Moines and met the Muse crew um, and played uh, War Machine for a good number of years, uh, primarily as a mercenary player during that time. Oh, yeah. oh the man game. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, uh, so really enjoyed, uh, uh, really enjoyed War Machine, really enjoyed the competitive aspect of it. Um, eventually fell out of love with the game as they made changes much like many people uh did and uh kind of looked around for another game we played uh batman for a while we played infinity for a while i actually still think batman is probably one of the most underrated uh tabletop miniature games that exist i don't think enough people talk about it it's made mainly a function of night models uh poor customer service communication supply chain and marketing uh because i think if it was if it was in the hands of another uh company i think that game would have blown up by now but uh at any rate um played batman uh struggled with uh availability uh played uh infinity i struggled with the rules being trash uh, <laughs> played played a, played a variety of games played um um Malifaux. i liked it but we just never like it never got enough traction amongst enough players for people to play it regularly around around my parts so it was kind mm-hmm. of a uh, you know, sort of dead on arrival game in some ways. Um, but uh, eventually uh, we started playing after COVID started playing MCP. And that's what we've been doing for the last, mm, I want to say a year and a half. Uh, and it's a game that's like competitive, not like not as competitive as war machine was, but certainly much more competitive than any games workshop type game. Um, nice. And uh, so enjoying playing that, but I'm also at an age now where I, uh, Kind of uh, like the idea of branching out and having a variety. You know, I always used to be kind of a focused whatever I was playing at the time. That's what I was playing. I was going to focus yeah. entirely on it. Yeah. And yeah. now, now that I'm in my 40s and my like competitive fire to <laughs> prove that I'm the best manager gamer of yeah. some, you know, <laughs> in some like tiny community, is totally evaporated and disappeared. And I just want to have fun and yeah. have some cool models. And like travel to tournaments and see friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, now, I'm, anyway. now I'm looking for other for other games and uh Shatterpoint is uh one of those games. And so I've been yeah. I've been playing that uh bought into it as soon as it came out. I thought the models look cool. I've never been like a massive Star Wars fan. Um, you know, like I know I have friends that have loved Star Wars from the moment that they were a little kid and it's mm-hmm. their favorite franchise. They can't get enough of it. I've never been like that devoted to it, uh, but uh, I've discovered uh, through playing Shatterpoint and getting some of these models and putting them on the table that l- my love for Star Wars runs deeper than I thought it did. Oh, um, nice. nice. That's cool. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, it's been, I've enjoyed it a lot. The models are beautiful. I think they're the best models that uh, AMG has put out is the models they've been putting out for the Shatterpoint range. And, um, yeah, the game, uh, it like, I wouldn't say fixes, but it avoids some pitfalls with MCP that are a little bit of a downfall. And so I've been enjoying that aspect of it as well. So, um, so far, so good. And I'm super psyched for uh, the uh, Return of the Jedi box to drop at the end of the month. And that Luke is spicy, man. Yes, yes. I I feel like, so this is a little, I know this isn't probably like part of the topic, but just as a side note, I just want to get this out and say that I have heard a lot of content creators currently be like, eh, Luke's like good. He won't be format defining. I think Luke is format defining. I think that model is going to be nonsense. People are going to be playing him everywhere. I think he's busted good and I'm super excited to play him on the table. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, what do you do? Speaking I'm of not a Luke fan, but he is on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rules are great, yeah. Uh, the rules good. I've heard a lot of other content creators like while we're while we're tangenting a little bit uh, compare this game to chess. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's like it's like such a it's like a a default thing for people like when it's like, oh, what do you play? Well, I play like, you you know, like if you explain it to your family that doesn't have any idea what a miniature game is, it's like, oh, you know, it's like chess, but like I use rulers or whatever. That was like always the old explanation for War Machine or whatever. I use like a tape measure, but I'm playing. It's like chess or whatever. But Um, even that game, I I feel like War Machine had some there was some merit to the the claim because you had a king and a queen piece, you know? Sure. That's a good point. This game you don't at all. There's like the yeah. moves are not standardized. Nobody brings the same exact models. You know, there's objectives right. to fight over. Like there, it's nothing like chess. There's randomness no. to the. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I think Jess and I talk about it a lot because we work at a work on a dairy together. So we talk about it a lot, and it's like people will use chess as a way to legitimize their game. You know, it's like the yes. benchmark for competitive gaming. So if your game can be compared to chess, that elevates. The, the legitimacy of your game. So I think that's why they do it. I just don't agree. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I do think that there's probably gameplay elements of chess, like competitive gameplay elements that maybe you can like compare, like, oh, when I'm yeah. thinking about this and what my how my opponent moves, like where this move is going to lead. And I think about those sorts of things sure. in Shatterpoint, like, oh, are they positioned here or there and I need to like counterplay. Like there probably are some like, some sorts of comparisons that can be drawn but yes i agree that usually it probably is uh default like oh chess is a competitive game my game's competitive yeah so it's like it's like chess shoot i had another point off that but anyway i tangented pretty hard There's, uh, that what? has been stuck in my craw oh. for a week <laughs> <laughs> well we're talking about luke if that helps remind you i don't know luke, that... luke, is, luke is the sweetest i'm excited to play vader that I was completely wrong on the stormtroopers. I'm an idiot. Hilariously wrong. Uh, that's fine. Hilariously wrong. That's okay. That's okay. This is space days. You can admit your yeah, fault. I don't appreciate it. You, know, you can lambaste me all you want. That's fine. I'm, that. I'm praising you for accepting your faults, and that's great. <laughs> okay. You're big of you. Just yeah. uh, 
I am excited for that stormtrooper sergeant just to play oh. the uh, inquisit like the full inquisitor retinue with a stormtrooper sergeant in place of pawns is going to be like it's going to like uh, totally change how that like not necessarily to the point where they're like uh, competing with the stuff that's the best in the game but like it'll feel better it'll feel yeah. a lot better <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah did you see I mean, you saw in the other chat in the muse chat that brian used aura to sing with the stormtrooper charging just to get that fucking sick <laughs> like just acing shit off the table <laughs> with her yeah, I, I missed that that's that's cute yeah yeah oh man so yeah just making her a stormtrooper and getting all the extra dice or whatever oh yeah. man it was yeah so that's pretty neat that is neat yeah and then yeah, Bane and that and vader. that vader parawa have pretty janky like you know his two damage when you get into combat so it's just like yeah. and then he pushes himself back out of the deck so you could just deal boatloads of damage that way yeah you know, seems yeah, pretty fun. He got eight activations out of Vader yeah. that way. This is hilarious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I did have a question. Uh, one backwards question, a couple steps back, I guess. What, and you don't have to go into this if you really don't want to, if it's going to be a huge uh, answer, I suppose. What overcorrections uh, did Shadowpoint make on MCP? In your We're opinion? Moving. Like over, like where did they go too far, or what are the things specifically yeah, yeah. that? Uh, I don't know if it's gone too far in any well, direction. Did you, did you do you like that they made? Oh, yeah. So the corrections I like that they make are that the game doesn't involve extracts, and that you can't. Um, the uh, MCP has a pa- a play pattern where. Uh, you gain priority if you took the last activation in a turn, and so what you do is it's very easy to set up with like a, a big killer model like a Cosmic Ghost Rider or uh, Malekith or um, like uh, Immortal Hulk or something like that. If you can set up a play pattern where you daze a model with a character, a big hitter like that that's very likely to daze, so you daze the model um, on your turn, and then you have priority, and you get to kill them before they ever get a chance to activate. So, like, you can yeah. just like wipe models off the table, and there's not like a ton of agency other than staying out out of uh, the threat range with specific models. But you have to play the game, and you have to engage with scenario, or you lose. Right? So, um, so Shatterpoint, that's not possible. You're gonna get to use your models now. Uh, unfortunately, the nature of the deck and the way that the game plays, I would say um, sometimes it, it like comes back around and bites Shatterpoint where uh, yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, uh, I brought Darth Vader, but I only got to activate him once this game. That's sad. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that those games kind of feel a little awkward. I think the more you play, the more you get used to it. But that, totally. that's like that's the reverse of the MCP problem. But um, I do really like that you can't just you can't just decide that you don't want Padme like uh, chipping two damage on you every time uh, you get attacked by a Galactic Republic unit, and so you're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna daze her and then I'm gonna KO her, and now you don't get to play with her, um, right? Uh, you know, so it removed that, and then um, I kind of like extract play in MCP, but I acknowledge that it has like a lot of negative play experiences. Um, for players and it's one of those things that people when they complain about the game that's one of the things they often complain about and I think removing that entirely from Shatterpoint makes it like a a friendlier and more fun game 
for everybody totally. to play um, without like really reducing competitive aspects. It's just a type of play that's not available. Um, I think extract play can be done well. Uh, the night models uh, game, uh, miniature game Batman, at least in its previous iteration, did that play very well without it feeling imbalanced. But MCP does not do it as well. Um, so Shatterpoint avoided that uh, that uh, entirely, and I think that that was smart. I also hate tactics cards. I hate the tactics cards exist in in. MCP. I always just wish they were rules written on the characters' cards or just gone, because people only ever use them to do busted nonsense on turn one. Um, and uh, so I like that Shatterpoint doesn't have that. Like, there's no like additional rules that you bring into the game for your own crafted deck. Like, it's just here's the models. They do what they do. Let's play the game. I like that. Sure, sure, sure. No, yeah, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, let's get back to some Star Wars. And then so you said that uh, growing up, you weren't a huge Star Wars fan, but you've gained an appreciation for it. So uh, we watched we be- did watch it a lot. Like, you know, uh, I think that uh, my parents took me to Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi uh, in theaters. I don't necessarily remember going, but I believe that they did take me. And then um, we would watch it like every Christmas and I'd watch it East Mount. Like I was I definitely loved it when I was, you know, in that. Uh, say uh, eight to twelve range, and then like sure. kind of drifted away from it, focused on other things. Um, and then yeah, like I said, coming back and playing this game, I'm like, oh, uh, this kind of tug out of my heartstrings a little bit sometimes. So, <laughs> so who'd you say then is your favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite? Oh character yeah. it's, now? yeah, it's R two D two. It always has been. Oh nice, nice. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, R2-D2 oh, yeah. is the boss. He's he's always been my favorite. Uh, the only time I was ever sad to see R2-D2 was in Rogue One. Uh, here's my here's my controversial uh, hot take. Rogue One is one Ooh. of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. I despise oh, it. Oh, my God. Uh, so, how, how, do you, how do you feel about The Last Jedi? Uh, it's actually the worst Star Wars movie ever made. So <laughs> as, long as, as long as you uh, discount the christmas special and the caravan of whatever it is what yeah the christmas special <laughs> yeah you see rise of skywalker then i take it that's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, yeah, okay. i dislike i dislike last jedi uh i dislike in general almost everything that disney has done with star wars uh with the exception of andor which is exceptional oh fuck yeah that's an action i like that show a lot yeah that i actually just think that show like i wouldn't even be like that show is a good star wars show i would just say that show is a good good show show. yeah Um, yeah. it almost has nothing to do with star wars to be honest just yeah 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 Yeah. you're looting at andy circus like he can't really go wrong yeah those guys yeah so andor is great and then ahsoka is a good Star Wars show. It's okay. It's so, right. um, uh, it has its flaws, but, and it's definitely Star Wars, but all Star Wars has flaws. You know, I go back, <laughs> I do love the original trilogy and I love those characters and I like go back and I watch it, uh, you know, as a 40 whatever year old man with like all the movies that I've seen since then. And, uh, it's, you know, you watch even even Empire. You watch Empire, and there are plenty of moments that you're just like, eh, like this script is not very good. <laughs> like, yeah. So, whatever. It's Star Wars. You forgive it because yep. it's just it's such like this overarching massive 
uh, phase. Bob so, yeah. with a blaster and there's Chewbacca, dude. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in my case, so, R2, R2-D2 is yeah. being spicy again, you know? So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. All about it. Yeah. yeah. I love The Mandalorian and I don't give a... I don't give a fuck. So, I really well, enjoyed the first season of The Mandalorian, but it's just gotten... Uh, to the point now where it's like the last season was kind of painful to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, I do, uh, I do say that. Uh, I do say that not having finished the third season, so I guess you can mm, take take that mm-hmm. take that for data. <laughs> yeah, the first yeah. season was fantastic. The first season. I was don't great. know why. The first season was excellent. Uh, yeah. All right, but like my, my my five year old will not watch anything. So he, he'll watch the he'll watch the the. He'll watch some of the old movies with me, but he's just, you know, he's five. But <laughs> he loves The Mandalorian. That is the only show that boy oh, likes funny. to watch. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> it's, I don't know. But it speaks to him. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. See, does he, <laughs> does he identify with Grogu? Like, is that like a Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. You know? yeah. He just loves watching The Mandalorian, dude. And he's yeah. just like, you know, I'm like. Cause he he paints. I let him paint minis. You know, all my old yeah. war machine stuff that I have like a bunch of extra crap with. He like like I'll get him. He can paint those, and um, and uh, he sees like I got the Django Fett painting up, and he's just like, oh, that's a Mandalorian. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's a Mandalorian. Yeah, and he's like. Not according to AMG, but yeah, he's a Mandalorian. <laughs> he's like, is there going to be one with with with, uh, with Baby Yoda? I'm like, there's going to be a box of Baby Yoda. Yeah, he's like, oh, are you going to get me that one? Can I play that game? I'm like, well, I'm sure you could learn it. You know, you are pretty. You know, <laughs> ahead of you. I'll get you into it. Maybe you can't read yet, but I'll get you. You're smart. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we had a topic kind of in mind, and I think we've kind of been bouncing around some stuff. Um, Django Fett being brought up, it's something I thought about for a while, that these model. well, I guess we can go with your topic first, actually, kind of, it all kind of rolls together. So you were thinking, what, what makes a good model? Like when somebody looks at a card, what makes them decide it's Django Fett, and what makes them decide it's Commander Cody? You know, like what's, what's the difference between right. those two? <laughs> yeah. Hey. I think so. I think like uh, I think Shatterpoint models are actually pretty hard to evaluate. Um, like particularly when we got started, which I think is why everybody like miscategorized Maul out the gate. I from oh. my magic from my magic background, I looked at him and I was like, "Oh, he's Necropotence." Oh. Like he he literally like you get to you get to trade one resource for another. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that seemed great. What I didn't realize was that on top of that, he also had diceless displacement, which was going to be like a rare thing in the game. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but like I, I knew enough to know that, uh, that it probably didn't matter that he had two stamina instead of three, and that uh, exchanging life points for force when you were only going to have. You know, at that point in time, six force, you know, looking at the core box or whatever. Right. Um, that that had to be good. And it turned out it's very good. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so I think there are times that you can see things and you can bring it in from like other other games or whatnot. But there's also um, you know, everybody for a while everybody's like, Oh, Obi Wan is like the best character in the game. He's the best character in the game. Um, and they just like couldn't get over like uh, not losing hunker tokens, and then as we played, we've learned like, oh, that's like, 
not actually that good, particularly when they're on clones. Like it's fine, and but it turns out that the extra movement that he gets is more important. So I think you know some of misevaluation just came from not understanding the game in the early days. But I do think that people tend to put a premium on um, on things that maybe are less impactful. And to me, I'm really looking like how maneuverable, how mobile is this character, and like how much can they affect yeah. affect um the board around them with like a limited amount of dice and those are like the two biggest things and then layering in on that is okay maybe they can affect the board with a limited amount of dice and they're pretty pretty mobile but it's like a high force investment to do that like barris right so that like knocks her down yep. even though she's still very sure. strong um but or assage um but, yeah. uh, uh who those characters end up being like overly maligned i i think that you know we're like in such early stages of the game you hear people drawing like these like lines in the sand like oh vader is the best and nothing's like even close to vader and i think vader is like very good but i also have played into him where you just like you stack conditions shove him away and like if they want to yeah, use right and he doesn't do anything and then if they want to use the um the identity on their other characters, those characters are down to health and like, yeah, they can chip you away, but then you can come right back and wound them. Um, yeah. Right. right. So like there's, there is counterplay there. And I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, yes, in miniature games, the strongest thing is usually like uh, the most direct thing. Like the thing that's like clearly powerful and is, you know, going from A to B is usually the strongest thing or like one of the top tier. But um, I don't know. Shatterpoint is like deep enough that I think that there's like, I don't know why Padme's box was like so maligned for a while when it came out because that box is uh, yeah. freaking, freaking stupid. Like uh, she is oh, man. exceptionally Sabe. good. Man, she's so good. Yeah, she's Sabe is exceptional. Uh, Padme is exceptional. Like the first time that I just started like realizing that I was just cracking off two extra damage. Like you, you don't think that the clone troopers, you know, I, I'd look at the clone troopers um, uh, coordinated fire, right? The clone commandos coordinated fire. It's like the damage. And you're like, yeah, like it works with Obi because giving him an additional damage like pushes him slightly over the edge, like mathematically to to actually wounding characters with his attacks because he's like a little under underpowered but for like a lot of characters that damage chip from the coordinated doesn't matter but then i started playing padme and i was like oh two damage is like way more than one like i didn't realize how much yeah. more than one like it's not just plus one damage it's just like all the math like works out where her two damage coordinated fire and that's like without getting into like royal uh royal command and and mm -hmm. all those sorts of things um so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've just rambled a bunch. Uh, no, so, do. yeah, why don't you guys, uh, you know, uh, crack back or ask a question or, yeah, think, um, you know, whatever. But interesting. In the terms of Vader, it's like everybody, everybody's jumped to the Vader as the most powerful primary. And it, he, I think it's, I think Maul is, but he is like, what he does is so universally uh, useful all the game mm -hmm. long. That's why I don't think, some people say his, his his effectiveness will be like corrected by the meta. I just don't see how that's possible. It's not possible. He's he's like he you plug and play him wherever you want. Absolutely. You know what he does is is increase. Well, I guess it's successes. It's not necessarily straight damage. But the name of the game is all positioning. Like 
damage is almost secondary. He allows you to access everything you need to without thinking, which I hate, and that's fine. Well, I would I would argue that he does require a decent amount of thought to use effectively, because a lot of it is uh, positioning based. You want to position properly in order to use um, his you cannot run to drag in the right way. It's figuring out which model is the right model to use that on. Often you just drag a model that you're not attacking so that you can um, affect two points. Um, the number of times that I have, uh, you know, attacked wound like used you cannot run on a model uh that i had no intention of attacking and it just pulled it off a point so i could score that point and then i attacked into a uh unit that was already wounded just to get to my reposition trigger so that i could move across to another point and score that point is like high so i feel like there's like a lot of there's a lot he he does so much that like there is a lot to think about on his turn in order to truly unlock like the best possible activation out of him. You're talking about Maul? Um, yes. Ex- yes. No. Oh, I was talking about Vader. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Ignore everything I just said. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. broke up there for a minute, though. So. He, did, he did break up a little bit, so I lost the thread. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's my bad. Yeah, Maul, totally agree. Maul is very nuanced, and I think he takes, like, the amount of time you put into him, he'll pay back dividends. Like, he's a, there's a lot you can unlock on his tree. Uh, Vader, I'm excited to find out next Saturday how Herp Derpy he is. Just walk forward, Herp. Uh, damage Derp. It's going to be great. Yep. <laughs> I want you to write that on your score sheet. I just... <laughs> I will. Herp Derp. All right. But yeah, if you look at, like, I mean, the other widely accepted best model is Django Fett, right? Like almost everybody says Django Fett's super broken. And I think he probably is too over the curve, you know, some something might have to change on that guy, but I digress. He has so many out of activation things. Again, he has the mobility. He does free damage uh, well for the cost of a force. He's got Dice's displacement. His vertical mobility, like it's so pretty, like not just being able to move around, but being able to to change your elevation is huge. Uh, oh. Yeah. You want to go ahead? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just piggyback on what he was just saying. Uh, I think the only thing that I can add to Django is that, like, the his displacement is one less cost than everyone else's is the only, like, thing why people complain about him so much. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree. Uh, and I think that's the only... In my opinion, that's the only nerf that needs to happen to him. Like, make that cable two costs, and he's good to go. You know? Not, yeah, I I do agree with you. I think that that's generally where I would land if I thought that he needed uh, to come down at all. Um, I would be. I'm not. I'm fine leaving him alone. Uh, like, I don't really give a shit. Like, uh, our local meta is under the impression that like it's the damage roll the ability that is the OP part, but I don't even. You know, that is a negative play. So it's a reason, same reason people think that uh, OB2 is or Hobo 1, however you want to uh, call it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, nice. uh, but uh, it's same, it's like a negative play experience. They take away uh, activation from you, right? Both those models yes. can do it. But like, like you have to 
And uh, in fairness, when I, you know, like I'm not the highest level player in this game because I don't, I definitely haven't gotten enough games or like really like approached it in that way. But, you know, I watch uh, some of the TTS games um, on like space slugs or whatever when they're doing the yeah, yeah. the rounds. Oh, and the best. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, I watch those and I've seen some play with Django that I'm like, man, you really did put him in a place where it's like super freaking annoying to like now activate any models in this area. And that's like kind of a pickle. So like I've seen it from like high level players be like a real issue to avoid. But I also just a lot of times I've seen players just like run into it when they don't need to run into it. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's like a little bit of uh, I think there's a little bit of uh, hey, I can't just play my model the way I wanted to without like thinking about it. And then I got my activation taken away from me. This model is OP. Mm. And I think that's like any game that I've ever played, like a lot of the like nerf this model now, it's OP. What they really mean is I didn't like playing against this. This wasn't fun. No, and that's, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's like, that can be a legitimate reason for a game designer to change it. Because at the end of the day, you know, the point is that we, me and my opponent both have fun uh, playing mm-hmm. the game. But um, yeah, I, I, after playing a few games against a few games with and watching several games, I'm like on the, uh, like if they, if they like nerf Django, it's fine, but hopefully they don't do too much. And also yeah. I, if I was in charge, I probably wouldn't be nerfing him or thinking about nerfing him. So, right. yeah, I agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to camp. I think mind trick is, is more egregious. Just that the, uh, I don't know. Mind trick is rough. There are times, there are times that, that he, all your opponent has to do is have force and put Obi Wan in a good place, and you're just like, well, yeah, like uh, I like have to in some way I have to engage this mind trick. Like I can't; it's not possible to just ignore it and play the game if my opponent put yeah. Obi Wan in a good place, unless yeah, you have diceless displacement and can displace Obi. That's about it. And even then, yeah. you know, yeah. So yeah. Not great. Yeah, yeah. I think it's odd that his uh, rule affects enemy models, but its prerequisite is that it has to contact friendly models, you know, like the, the effective board space mm-hmm. you get. Off it's of- because it's almost it's an almost unplayable ability if it works the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Unless they if they increase the range, then maybe, but yeah, I understand. Right. If it was like range five and the enemy had to be in it, then sure. But uh, if they kept it range three or even range four, it would be very difficult to protect your models. Like it's they wanted it to be high impact and it is high impact. If they had flipped it, I agree. It makes more sense for him to be in range of the model that he's mind tricking. But just from a playability standpoint, it wouldn't be it would it would not be good. I think if they had changed it, not not justify the $90 price tag. That's fine. Exactly. Exactly. I did. (laughs) I did think it was funny when that came out. Everybody's like, oh, they're going to be busted. And then uh, people looked at the two models cards when they spoiled it. And like a lot of people were like, oh, they're not that busted. This is definitely not a must buy model. And then it's like uh, two (laughs) most played models in the game are, uh, you know, (laughs) OV2 and and Vader. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I mean, those are like pretty clear overpowered examples but like what if we look at just like a middle of the road mm-hmm. you know secondary like dar saxon he's he's perfectly fine you know yes some yeah. people 
I think I, I think he's great. But what makes him great is his, he also has that mobility. He has a lot of range and he has, you know, the uh, well, he has a lot of self synergies, which I think works pretty well. But it's just strange. I mean, there's so many different reasons for different things. Uh, but I think the key, like the through line is mobility. You're breaking up, but I think I got the gist, which is that the through line of good models is mobility. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was it. I think that's true. That is, that's actually my general rule of thumb after playing a variety of games over years is that a game is good when the movement matters. It always yeah. is a war machine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, if movement is important to the game, the game generally will be good. Movement is extremely important in Shatterpoint, um, and the models that can move around the most tend to be the best models. Tend to be. Yeah, agreed. Yep, I agree. Which is like, yeah. I like Obi too, but he isn't crazy mobile unless you get him engaged. You know, so well he can like, he can double advance himself regardless of whether he's engaged. Um, he doesn't have to be. It's what's that? If he uses run on another model, that model has to be engaged, but he can run himself without being engaged. Motherfucker, I didn't read that correctly. Okay, that's uh, it's 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 written weirdly, but it was answered on the rules for him. So good he, to know. Yep he he run he just double advances every turn if that's what you want him to do. Oh well, that's awesome. So. <laughs> My God. Well, he's gonna get to any yeah, point that I want him to get to. That yep. is excellent. Yeah, that old man. Yep. He gets up yep. and goes. Damn. Yep. Yeah, if you want to use yeah. it, if you want to use it not on him, that model needs to be engaged. But Obi himself sure. does not need to be. Sweet, I will do that from now Damn. on. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely, it, de- it definitely, know. it definitely changes how good he is. Uh, yeah, because no, I could no not get him to like the point or where I yep. needed him to be earlier, right. and it just like advances forward and dirtles for the yep. first turn, and then the next, you know, it's like yep. uh, advance yeah, forward, cool. take cover, and then get pushed back, and you're like, oh, yeah. well, you know, like, <laughs> just, just, yeah. that's exactly what happens every time. Yep. Uh, yep. Damn, I thought he was busted before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this would be sweet. If you notice during our discussion, we never talk about point values, uh, really. Oh. Yeah. And that's because uh, I think they almost don't matter. There's <laughs> some very small instances where it like, makes a difference. You know? It's pretty clear. Like they, they put a lot of thought into the primaries. And then because of their pricing, st- their selling structure, uh, the primaries get their squad points. And then everything else just kind of fills it. That's why Aura Singh is five and Django is four and Magnus are three. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. So I definitely agree with the Magnus. They're nonsense. I, why are they three? I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's just because because Duke, Duke is a seven. I do think that that's, that's true. Right, yeah. I think that's because true. He can't be an eight because that would be not good. You know, no, he can't he be an eight. Either. And then he can't be just, he could be a six, I guess, but then you can't take anything with it. Uh, so. Yeah. so I agree with your point if you look at Magnus. I think they're like the the strongest argument in favor of your 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 point. Because like if if you told me that Magnus cost five, I wouldn't bet an eye. Like uh so the fact that they're yeah. three, you're just like, okay, what what's happening? Like how do you how do you determine this? Yeah. And you know 
you can point to a couple things. We just got done talking about uh, mobility uh, being like the through line of being a, one of the best models in the game. And Magnas are actually like super immobile. When you play them with Vader, which it sounds like you probably haven't since you haven't played Vader. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, when, you play them with, when you play them with Vader, like uh, we tried that out for a little while with him. Uh, yeah, and before good. before the ARPs came out and you were just like, these models suck. Yep. Uh, if, they don't, <laughs> if they don't have a, 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 a tactical droid or a separatist uh primary to key their yep. uh, movement their follow movement um yeah. they they're not great like they're not no. unplayable trash but then they no, no. Fe- then they feel like a three cost model yep. um yep. so uh but no one plays them anywhere but where they get those and then when they get right. those movements it's so free and cheap that they get where they need to be and then they play like a Mack truck so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um they're like very easily the model that has tilted me the most, I think, in play what? Shatterpoint when I'm just like <laughs> they're, they're you're just like, why on earth how, like you roll like a big block and it's like, oh I got two expertise and I rolled two crits. I guess I got four crits, my whole tree. You're just like, What the hell is this model? Yeah. I don't I push you three times, yeah. like, okay, I guess. Sick. I guess. Nice yeah, nice I guess. three threats or three cost support. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, with ten wounds too. Good job. Yes. You know, yeah, ten, exactly. Ten it yeah. takes it takes a while to chew through them. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're rough. So yeah. they're they are the model I think makes the best argument, but I can also see the argument for them being three cost because they require support to get the most out of them. No, it just turns out. Go ahead. One other thing I'll say is Brian told me this, and I kind of agree. They do not have a range, you know. Right. So. Yep. Oh, very true. You know. Um, like. Yeah. No, they got. They've got to get within two to make an impact. Uh, aside from you know providing cover to your. Your yeah, primary yeah, or secondary yeah. or whatever. Sure. Um, or sitting on a point, but like plenty of models right. sit on point, like that's three, you know, three threat, whatever, sit on a point. That's the 501st. So, right. um, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they like, when you, su- when you provide the support to them, and it's very easy to provide the support to them, like where you want to play them, they just naturally get it. Um, and a Grievous and Dooku like dial it up to like 11. Um, oh, yeah. I, uh, but uh, like where you want to play them, they naturally get the support, and then they like they really like come into their own. And I think that's like maybe a pretty good design for a three because it gives you a, a unit that like doesn't just feel like trash, like the five hundred first whenever you play it. Um, they have coordinated fire strain. They do right. Yeah. So that's like it's like got them. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand the design of the five hundred first, other than their three threat. I guess, uh, but I don't get why I mean, they, it's they straight. Like they, they do, they're just bad. They're just they're just out. Well, they should just have more damage on their tree. Right. Like what? exactly. Like, if they're co- if they're what are they doing? right, if they're coordinated fire strain, then they should just be damage dealers. And yeah. none of the clones are damage it. dealers, and that's fine that they're not. Yeah. But. But the 501st were like designed like they would be damage dealers because uh, I think people dramatically underestimate the impact of um, of coordinated fire 
in the Galactic Republic, and I don't think it gets used very well a lot, which I think is why people think that clones suck, because they're like always trying to dash them and spending force on it, and they're like forgetting their coordinated fires. And it's like, yeah, clones suck if you do that stuff. But they get railed by the ARFs all the time, but you know they're the best yeah. ones. So yes, they yeah, are but... the best ones. They're the best ones because we live in a in a exposed world uh yeah. but um, yeah but perverts out there there really are <laughs> there really are um you know well, i think that I, the i'm gonna call it now the wolf's neck is gonna have coordinated fire disarm just calling it. that's it it's the only one that's missing <laughs> it is the one that's missing that's that true would um, that would suck <laughs> disarm's not bad i actually don't mind it all the all of them except for because that's what you get out of the uh, uh, handmaidens, and I yep. like applying it. Um, it helps you control like the Vaders of the world. You you like throw a random attack into Vader and disarm him, and then move on with your life. You know, like um, yeah, I I I, that's I like disarm. Uh, strain is the only one because strain. Too. Strain is just bad. Like it, it's only good on supports. And if I'm attacking your support with my support, I'm hoping that like I don't know that I can that I can take him out. I guess maybe I like <laughs> it. Just like I don't want to be. I don't. If I'm attacking your support with my primary, then I expect to take him out. So I don't care about putting strain on them. Right. Um, yeah. And that's often the case if I'm attacking with my secondary. If like I'm going into your support with Rex, like I'm I'm hoping that Rex is going to take him out. Like that's my that's my plan. And putting strain on them doesn't like like help me if I don't in most cases. Because um, if you really need to remove it from a support, then you just use one of them. You know, you recover and then you attack back or whatever the case may be. Um, so it's like a little hiccup to you. Whereas like all the others are good on your opponent's hitters. Um, and pin is just always mm-hmm. good. It's actually why I think the 212th yep. is like a dramatically underrated model or underrated support. People compare them to the 501st all the time. And I'm like, no, pin is worth and is worth uh, the, the extra, the extra cost. Like that's like being able to just put pin on models. Like it's good across no matter what, whether it's a primary a support, or a secondary, yeah. it's good to yeah. put pen out on them. Um, and then disarm and expose are really only good on the high value models, but like that's where you want to be controlled. That's those are the models you want to be controlling. So strain is just it's just like yeah. it's just such a worthless <laughs> a worthless ability to put out. And why they put it on the unit that's in general the worst in every other way too, I don't know. But they clearly are three. But I think they're a badly designed yeah. Yeah. three. As opposed to the Magnus, right? Because there's nothing you can do to make the 501st good. No. Other than make a bunch of damage on their card, maybe. I don't know. Right, but I mean, like, you can't, you can't, like, when you, when you play the Magnus, you, 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 right, you bring Dooku, you bring Grievous, you bring Kalani, whatever, and you, like, you overcome their deficit and turn them on, and then they get cranked, and then they're, like, probably overtuned. But, uh, you can't do any, you can't do anything like bringing bringing the five zero first with Mace doesn't fix the five zero first no, because that's not like not that's not there's their nothing problem. in the game that that does that right. yeah you're, you're you're correct like Rex um, doesn't help it's rough bringing the five zero first with Mace the party is truly over 
that's it. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. You're only doing that because you're playing Annie Obi, and then you've got one of them has to have the five hundred first. But uh, <laughs> or uh, yeah. sorry, not Annie, not Annie Obi, uh, Mason and Annie, and one of them has yeah. to have the five hundred first. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, although one you of them could, could have the Magnus, dude. One of them could have the Magnus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, um, I'm to the beta. I'm going to play Magnus and Kraken because I, I figure like a lot of people will just drop Rex in there and that's fine. But I'd rather have Kraken buff the like get the Magnus going and then just have Vader doing his own thing. I think that's that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's I think that's a reasonable game plan. The only the only negative to that is that uh, you're really relying on drawing your Kraken before you draw your Magnus. Um, but yeah. they. Vader uses such a low amount of force that reserving your Magnus until you draw Kraken is like not the end of the world. No. But it it can create these weird situations where you like draw your Magnus as your first activation. You're like, well, that, yeah, you're like, that sucks. Uh, I want to reserve them, but then you're like, shit, then I'm going to draw Vader. I know I'm going to draw Vader. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, Uh, it just, uh, it's, it's awkward. It's awkward to play them without multiple like ways to get them up the table. Um, but it's not bad. It's not bad the way the 501st feels bad. Um, but I think those are the like the two like real extremes that show you like yeah. I don't think the five oh first is what a three threat or three cost should be because they're bad they're actually bad. And I think that the the magnas are not what a three cost could be because it's too easy to turn them on where you wanted to play them anyway and make them like clearly not like clearly worth more than three cost. And like it probably should follow yeah. somewhere in the middle land, which is what uh ARFs do. ARFs are good. But they're not like game breaking. Um, you turn them on by playing the stuff that you want to play with them and it makes them better. And then they support those models. And that's what a support oh. unit should do. So <laughs> that fucking coordinated <laughs> fire exposed has broken my mall so many times. Oh yeah. my God, dude. Yeah, it's good. It's good it's stuff. Stupid is what it is. It hurts. They're okay. like, the Republic is allowed to have good stuff too. I mean, make them. Uh, Wound them and make them start spending force for it. That's always like sad times. That's when Galactic Republic starts to be sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've, I switched my list around and I have now, so I get that sweet coordinated fire also. So f you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna do it. So no. Jokes on you. What if the the five hundred first become like a silver bullet against uh, P Vader Vader one? Like, uh, yeah, you go ahead. You get Australia all over the place. Take two damage. Move. Take three damage. Take five damage total. I don't give a fuck. That'd be hilarious. It's not gonna happen, but it would be funny. Yeah. No. Like, but, but, but. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> but. I uh, I saw that in a chat today. I was like, that is a take. That's pretty great. Yep. That is. <laughs> that's a thing that somebody could say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Of, so, is there any other spectrums? I guess or yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Oris things like the other obvious one, right, where you're like uh, five threat uh, it, or five cost. Sorry, I'm using threat because of MCP, but uh, five mm-hmm. cost um, yeah, we get it. or five force points or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it's yeah, called. Five cost. Yeah. Uh, so uh, like she's the, the other one. Uh, I still think that she's maybe trickier to play and that a lot of people have played her a handful of times and given up on her. Like she oh, feels like that to though. me. Is she? 
Because yeah, I've, I've only gotten to play her twice, and both times I was like, uh, she didn't deliver what I wanted, but I also on multiple turns was like, uh, I could have done this differently, or I could have done that differently. So... Um, she's absurdly mobile, right? And she's one of the few characters in the game that can attack twice, um, aff- yep. essentially affecting two points, um, if need be. Uh, the problem is that her pushes are so far up her tree uh, that, uh, if I'm remembering right, I'm thinking it's like three in. Is her first push? Does that sound right? Yeah. I'll look it up. I'll go ahead. But I'll look it up. Okay. Um, but, uh, I think, well, I played into it uh, probably a sh- metric shitload of times more than I've played it. Uh-huh. And she um, she aced Mother off the table twice in one game. Oh, like, nice. Just with, yeah. I mean, I think you have to play her in a list that she can get the, like, contract thing off of or whatever it is, the payday thing where she mm-hmm. gets bonuses. Maybe that's where you want to build her. I think uh, it's actually surprising, like just in a couple games, like I wasn't necessarily trying to set things up, but it was in a couple games that I played her. It was surprising, like how useful that would be on her. It's less useful on the bounty hunters, but it's quite useful on her. Um, like I was playing her along, like it was uh, Cad in his box. And I think I was playing uh, maybe... Uh, it was either Maul and Mandos or Ahsoka and Mandos with Bo-Katan. And I just like, she got shoved off a point like Aura did. And then I pulled Bo and was like, oh, Pride of the Mandalore. Uh, yeah, Pride of the Mandalore or whatever. I can jump her, jump her like right back on the point or whatever for the cost oh, of nice. the force. You know, and you just have like those little things yeah. uh, come up with tactics abilities or whatnot that are pretty slick. Um, yeah. That, like yep. uh, give her like quite a bit of value. So, yeah, I can I look at her and I understand why people are like, uh, I'm not getting what I want out of her. She doesn't like, uh, you know, her pushes are too far up her tree. It's on three and four. It's like the pushes are too far up the tree. It's hard for her to impact. She soaks up a lot of uh, force cost. Uh, She doesn't hit hard enough. She doesn't roll enough dice, et cetera. Her like ability to deal damage to your own model, like that kind of sucks, like that you can't use it if your model's already wounded, et cetera, et cetera. Like I get, I hear all the arguments and I get it and I get the, uh, like how is this a five cost but i also look at all the things she does that are weird that they're different than anything else can do in the game that the payday can interact in in weird ways that she gets the ability to attack twice that she has a hit and run ability that gives her like a ton of flexibility and movement and like really yeah. gets her across the table and like all those things are valuable and they all feel like things you know when we were talking about people having a hard time judging characters those all feel like things that like they give you so many options that maybe you can put them together in a way, like if you play her enough and like unlock her, you could, you can put it together in a way enough where she like, yeah, she'll be worth five threat. Um, right. Or five, five points. Sorry. Yep. 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 Yeah. Like I, <laughs> what happened in my game was he had Bane in a decent spot and, uh, he shot her. I did not roll a single, like all, it was pretty much all failures, essentially. <laughs> Just, he aced her whole tree. So that's eight, eight damage, a strain, a disarm, or a strain, a pin, and an expose. And then he baned for the extra two damage to deal 10. 
so that's me wounded. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, and then my next card was Mother. I'm like, sweet. You know, I go, get back <laughs> up and get to the point, baby. You know, because he wasn't near the point. Yeah. And then, like, uh, he, that was his last card in the deck. He refreshed the deck, flips his next card. Oh, it's Aura again. Oh, I'm just going to take a shot again. Oh, my God. I did the same roll. I'm like, oh, boy. Don't fail me now, dice. And it did. I, yeah, I just, my dice just took a shot again. But it's, I mean, it happens, you know. So it's like, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, it's just the same thing exactly happens. My mother died literally two turns back to back, pretty much. And it was a rough, uh, rough start there. But, you know. I don't know. She's one of the most underrated models. And I think that goes back to the point cost conversation yeah. people just look at the five points and think well she's not five points is not as good as four points and it's completely arbitrary like the equal point values are not directly comparable different point values are really uh definitely not directly comparable at all like it just doesn't mean much that the magners are three and that aura is five like the only thing that that means is that you can't play her with a seven squad character and that's like the only restriction really well i would never compare uh like secondaries i don't only compare secondaries to secondaries i've never compared supports to secondaries i agree with that statement. No, i don't yeah that's fair. No. but like uh, there's an example yeah, yeah i know but like to me it's like if you're playing a republic centered army rex is great obviously do you are you ever going to take cody i want to and i have played him uh i have too but yeah. But no, like, not not if you're he's, serious. No, he's just uh, not yeah. like he yeah. never is in a good spot to do his thing. Right. You know? His kid and doesn't his kid doesn't work right. It's not no. written to work in a way that's not like like I don't mind things that require you to jump through like a hoop or two to unlock sure. it, right? That's part of gaming and like it's fun yeah, yeah. to do that. But he just like he's just fundamentally broken to where it's like not even fun to try and get it to no. work properly. Um, you gotta pretty much die, be in the middle of the table, and be wounded before he even does anything. And then you gotta do, you have to expend so much force. And then to do he you forced to do everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. No, totally. And, like, and they're like, like they're, they're the same point costs, and Rex is just that much better, you know, and everything. Right. So, and you expect just, you look at him and you expect the rerolls to like really help the clones. And so you expect that to be a way that like you turn clones on and then uh, it's hard enough to get the rerolls to work. But then when you do get them to work, you realize that two rerolls on fails on a, a clone trooper like doesn't actually result in that much more because their expertise no. tree and their their tree itself is just not very good so no. uh like like usually what you want your your clones to do they can do on one success so uh or two successes because usually you're just trying to get whatever condition is like early on their tree yeah um exactly. and and that's it and uh and then otherwise they babysit points and they provide coordinated fire and that's what they do um, right. and so it turns out that cody doesn't help them do that uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh <laughs> it doesn't help them do that better i guess um no so yeah yeah it's just like there are some models that are it's i don't know that there's any models that are like even vader and Django. i don't know that there's any models that need to be 
fixed where they're too good, but there's definitely a couple models, and unfortunately, they're mostly Galactic Republic that uh, <laughs> that need to be brought up that don't work yeah, the way that they that everything else in the game works. And I think yep. to the you know kind of circling back to the argument about uh, point costs feel arbitrary. I think in part they feel arbitrary because we have a pretty limited selection of models currently, so you don't have like this. Uh, super bird's eye view of like what is four what is three we really have like a narrow uh microscopic view of what four and three is and so a unit like the 501st or a unit like the magna guards or uh you know a unit like django like really like they have an oversized impact on what you think about that cost level and so Mm -hmm. it feels like oh like it doesn't make sense um but I, I think I can usually, you know, like we've talked about the Magnas and the movement. We've talked about Aura and her, like, ability to do a lot of things that most characters can't do. You know, aside from Anakin, no one else can attack twice besides Aura, and she can do it from right. range. You know, her tree is not good, and her expertise is not as good as you think it should be, and that, like, really kind of holds her attacks back unless you just roll hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, your example of, like, what happened to you, that's, like, what she's capable of doing because of the rules that are on her card. And I think that's yeah. why she's costed at five points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, so I can usually, I feel like I can usually point to a model that you people are like, why is that four? Why is that three? Why is that? And, like, have a reason, reasonable explanation in my head. I just think that, like, you know, you we can... Because because we only have as many models as we have, we're comparing ARFs to to five oh first, and we're like three doesn't make any sense. But really, probably ARFs are like what an ARFs and Magnas are probably what an average three, or like slightly above average three will be when the game is like three years in, and we have a bunch of of models. No, right? Yeah. Sure, that that that's not accurate. That's fair, I guess. But, but we only have what we have for now, I suppose. Right. So we can right. just you know. Yeah, but so it does. Like, if you look at the if you look at the five hundred first and the Magnus side by side, or five hundred first and the Arf, you're just like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, they knew the Mace box was coming. You know, right? right. <laughs> Got it. Like, come right. on, man. But, uh, yeah. th- this brings up a point, I guess, that we weren't planning on talking about. But how? That's fine. Do you like when they? Uh, fix things in MCP. Do they like release new cards, or how is that going to work? Because they don't currently like we don't have like an app, or yep, uh, we do, I, but like it's not. I do, but uh, yeah. If you guys uh, aren't using Point Break, I highly recommend. We do, but like it's company. not from the company. You okay. know, like You're right. So the way that they do it in MCP is yes. Uh, what they'll do is they will uh, release uh, print to play cards. Um, okay. so you, you can download and print them. Um, and then, or you can go to, you know, you can go to a, like a, a Kinko's or a printing service or whatever and have them printed on cardstock if you want. And then eventually sometime down the road after they make the changes, they tend to come out with a card pack, uh, 
um, that has like a lot of updated cards in it. But like that can take that can take like a year, a year and a half after they make changes before those show up on store shelves. Um, Mm. Usually because they're like consolidating stuff. So the last time we had a card pack was in 2022, and it was like probably six to eight months after the round of changes. And then we just got a round of changes in MCP and Mini Stravaganza this last year. And there's no like card pack. you know, on any release calendars or anything. So we don't really know when we're going to see it, but um, they released, like I said, they released them all as print to play the same day that they made the changes. So everyone like everyone like printed it on paper and ran out of the store and started playing. And then, you know, like I uh, contacted this guy on Etsy that I've had print stuff for me before and he printed up the stuff on cardstock. So now I basically have cards. So yeah, that's, that's how they've handled it. Interesting. Oh, that's a way to do it. So, actually, which is like, I guess, you know, we're all used to, or I guess all three of us were used to the, you know, War Machine app back in the day where they could right. just update yep. everything there, which was right. kind of like, that is one thing I'll give PP, I guess, was nice to have. It know? is. Yeah, for sure. Regardless of how well we thought War Room did or did not yeah. work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean. It, yeah, they could update things pretty frequently in there. They could. <laughs> so. they could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They tried, you know. <laughs> gave an effort. <laughs> oh, he is Jesus, geez. Steve, the hamsters are fucking failing. Move on. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Bad? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Dick. <laughs> I love living in this state. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to the chat stats? That's what we call it. Yeah, we can pretty do good. That. Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> you cool with that segment, Josh? Yeah, I don't know if we actually chat, chat stats or shatter get off the pot. Hopefully, you've got <laughs> one. Hopefully, you've got Aww. that that in there somewhere. You know. There you go. Oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> And now for something completely different. Cool. So today, uh, I mean, we always like to like, let the guests choose, and you chose uh, Captain Rex. Is there any reason yeah. why you wanted to focus on him? So, uh, you know, during the uh, pre-ramble, I don't know if you guys will keep it in or not, but uh, we discussed uh, uh, my buddy Nigel uh, from Muse being a bit of a bulldog in terms of a guy that, like, you tell him, no, you, that's no good, don't play it, and he's going to prove you wrong. Um I have a little bit of that in me. So I am on a quest to play Galactic Republic and play it, uh, you know, competitively. Um, at some point, I'll join the TTS leagues. And so uh, nice. I've been I've been trying to uh, make GR work, which is how I've uh, come to deeply love Padme and Sabe because uh, they're awesome. Uh, but uh, you know who else is awesome is the OG himself rex uh so so, uh yeah rex is rex is like one of the few reasons to play clones in the game currently so you got to give it to him i agree yeah (laughs) he's the people's captain everybody loves him he is is the people's captain locoon is the people's jedi that's right yeah we gotta love him yeah, so should we uh, we don't do the we don't I don't want to do too much man reads card because that, that's like incredibly dull for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we will touch on, touch on some stuff. So when we talk about primaries, the first thing we usually rank is uh, resources, and I don't think that's very applicable 
to secondaries or supports. So we've swatched that. We've swept that around for versatility. We'll talk about that last. So first we have uh, survivability and he comes pretty good. Uh, nine wounds and two endurance. That's not not too bad. You know, 18 health. I think that is that above average for I think secondary. I think that's standard for secondaries. If I were if I were yeah. to to take a, uh, oh, I guess. Two. Yeah, that's probably nine. Nine is good. And then every now and then you've got like a Savage, right? He's 10 and two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. the droids. Nine, do this. Yeah. yeah. And the droids. Yeah. Nine is probably like it's probably average, but maybe like it's high end of average or whatever. And I think if you if you take into account the fact that he's often uh, getting a hunker in some way or some somehow, like sure. maybe you know maybe he's he's the he's like a little a little extra survivable. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like if you look at his, he's got five uh, defensive dice for ranged and melee. That's like pretty normal too. So like health and that are pretty average. His expertise is like nothing too exciting either. You know. Yeah, but it, you don't it's... you don't feel bad. You don't feel bad about rolling one no. or three expertise. You feel like a little bad about rolling two, and you definitely feel bad about rolling four. But um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah. I think he's he's pretty average. But the combination of bring it on clankers and his ease of access to getting a hunker without needing to spend an action to take cover, um, I think those two things amp him up just a touch. Yeah. Yep. Six. Yeah. Yeah, I would say six. Yeah. That I mean, he the heal is just like great too, because you just remove the remove whatever you want. Conditions off, off, yep. off something. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's great. Yep. For sure. So a si- a high six. I, was, I mean, I don't know. Are you arguing for a seven, maybe? Maybe a seven. Because I think a five defense dice. I'm so I I mean I'm the boring separatist player I suppose so I'm used to like four three defense dice <laughs> yeah yeah he's also he's also really good in the separate that's like the place where Galactic Republic is good is in the separatists because separatists are trying to shoot you and like he your yeah, hunkers, no, your house by these guys <laughs> your, your hunkers actually work uh, but um, yeah I don't I would still argue for a six because I will say. But his play style lends to him often getting into the thick of it. And uh, if he, if the opponent's like, uh, I need to wound Rex, like usually Rex gets wounded. Um, okay, fair. So I feel like that could be the case with that. You could make that case it, for most models, though. It really is. That's the design of the game, right? Like that yeah. if your opponent's just like, I want that model wounded, that model's probably getting wounded. That's really yeah. Way the game yeah. is designed, um, so I I don't yeah. disagree with you. I six or seven, I'd be I'd be fine with either one. Yeah, we'll call it an even six and a half. All right, perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I was put, and he's got a lot of dice to roll around and a range five gun. Pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That? As a side note, I don't know why he has a range five gun when he has blaster pistols, and everybody else that has blaster yeah. pistols is range four. That's just I, how. That's just how that's badass funny. Rex is. Is He's that good. That's you uh, know, his, I don't know. He's that good. His, his maximum damage potential is seven, which is like we've talked about in the previous cast. The most you can really rely on is the first two steps, sometimes three. Yeah. So, but it's, it's good to point out that the max he can do is seven, which is fine. 
it's good to know it's fine. Uh, I would say that in general, my like breakpoint for being good at uh, as a damage dealer is eight because it means that you can yeah. wound most supports uh, if yep. you spike your dice right. So uh, I do think his damage output is a, like at max level is a little underwhelming um, on like a single attack, but if you uh, Add in, I'm always first kid. And then you also look at it from uh, two or three tiles is your expected outcome. Like doing, having the potential to deal uh, five damage in an expose on three successes. Uh, that's solid. Like, solid. I, I think that's a pretty solid yeah. out- output. Yeah. Well, I think so too. So. I agree. I think his and expertise is, bottom, like, is fine. It. Yeah. I think it's great. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, yeah. His expertise it's is fine. good. I think his expert is that what we're talking about? His expertise? I may have missed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I I would actually argue that his expertise is good. So I uh, I usually think of expertise as uh, what happens if I roll one, two, or three expertise? Am I happy with those outcomes? And then is there like okay. a fallback? Is there like do I get some value for like just rolling a boatload of expertise? Because many characters don't. He. Oh. On one and two, you're just converting it straight to strikes. That's good. Like you're, it's good. That's like fair. efficiency on your dice. And then on three, you uh, you're like losing a success off the dice, but you're getting two crits, so two guarantees go through. So I think all three yeah. of those results are extremely good. Um, yep. Uh, there's a lot of characters where you roll like one and you don't get anything out of it, but two or three are like kind of a sweet spot. And then four, you don't like really get a payoff here. Like if you just happen, like it, it's happened probably to you guys too. You roll your dice and you're like, Oh, they're literally all expertise. Like, do I even get yep. anything out of that? At least he does get a third success out of it, you know? So like no, that, sure. that'll, That'll almost always get blocked, so it's usually just going to be two crits, the same as like three or four. So that's like a pretty low key additional benefit. But um, no, I think his his expertise, judging it from your most likely outcome, is that you're going to get on seven or eight dice, depending on focus, you're going to get somewhere between one and three expertise on your dice. Like I think his outcomes there are are good. I would I would rate them as okay. as as above above average. I agree. Based off like my play with B twos, <laughs> yes, like, yeah, yeah. Like, the just like oh, the I'm sick. With all the expertise when you're first playing them, and it's like, yeah, oh, two yep. damage. Fuck. Before, <laughs> like, before you realize like how they work, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, how exactly. did I? Do, uh, how did I do uh, nothing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then yep. all you really all you really want is two crits. That's all you ever really want. Yep. Two pushes, you know. So. Yep. You get the pushes, and uh, then then you like learn to play them as just like you just expect them to like chip, 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 chip. Yep. And uh, yep. and and break through. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. You know, when when I first started playing them, and uh, Crump was the same way. He played them the first time, and he was like, "These guys are dog shit. I'm never putting them back in my list." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, I, you know, they got to be worth something." <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mind them. I like that. Yeah. You know, they're nice yeah. to block egress points and stuff sometimes, and yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I don't mind them. Big old butt. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's a good anyway. point about the. Uh... The converting successes straight across to hits that makes that makes a lot of sense actually when you that's, explain it that way so it's all better all, than yeah. I look at that's how i had always thought about it is like uh you know uh 
like coming from the MCP dice work differently, but like uh, it's just like when an expertise is basically just another hit. Like I feel that feels good. It just like it changes the odd your odds like um, substantially because uh, there's yeah. so many characters that are like uh, you know three uh, three expertise is like one success and like some sort of effect like a damage or whatever, and that's fine. But it's not. I don't think it's as good as this as like directly correlating um, die to a hit. I was talking with Beanish the other day. Do, do you know him at all? Yep, I do. Okay. That's one thing he did not like about the game, is that there is, is an expertise tree. Like, you have to look at mm. You have to, like, roll the hit, and then you have to see how many hits you got, and then you have to look at the how many expertise you got, and then you have to look at a whole different thing to see what that does. And that, like, mildly annoyed him, I guess, about, like, the game of it. I guess, supposedly. Yep. I don't know. I think but, this game is, like, actually a super hard sell if people don't buy it. Like, if they don't get in because of the IP, I think it's hard to sell it because I think it takes, like, ten games before you really start to appreciate the experience of Shatterpoint. Like, because sure. um, I think there are so many things. Like, I think the having to, like, cross-check your expertise, having to, like, follow your tree and figure out which way it goes, having to constantly evaluate what you're going to do with models because you can't plan your turn. You can turn, plan your turn ahead, but when you're beginning of the game you can't so like you're just like flipping cards and then you have to like read everything on your rule and figure out like what you can do and where are the points and how do i like do things again i can only move once yeah. how does cover work uh there's right. just like there's just so many things about the game that i think if if i had like the one large criticism of shatterpoint it's that a lot of the things are different enough from other games and fiddly enough that it's not immediately rockable and it's right. uh it is i think one or two demo games uh are often not enough to sell somebody on the mechanics and i think it's the ip that gets people to stick and uh yep. if you yep. stick and that's like how i've been trying to sell it to uh, other people is i'm just like yeah i understand what you're saying uh, you know, I I know several guys in the MCP community who were excited about it, and they gave it a try, and they played like a handful of games, and they hated the um, the uh, priority objective system and the randomness I, of it. And oh, I sure, sure. I still think that's probably my least favorite part of the game. Uh, but I also think that the game doesn't work without it. Um, I think. I think that the uh, struggles become like very awkward without a randomly without a, a moving priority objective, and I think you want it to be random. Um, I think it could be more yeah. complex. You could make it more complicated by saying that it can't ever be the same place. You know, like it can't. Like you, ha it has to go one of the other two places. Uh, oh, sure. on, you know, on the next turn, but that's like just another layer of of rules set and like then you have to like yeah, roll it to do, and... there's, a, there's a there's a you know it comes with a little token in the thing so you just right. it's already you know right like, right, right so i think there are but, things you could do to tweak it where it wouldn't feel quite as bad something like that but um like that alone was like enough to get some of my uh some of my friends or or acquaintances uh to be like no i don't want to play this game and i was like I like kind of pushed through it and I was like, Oh no, you know what? Like I still don't love it, but like, I don't think it's 
like uh, a thing that's like making the game bad or uncompetitive or whatever, which is how people, how they felt, you know, when they started playing the game. Um, so I think there are a lot of things about Shatterpoint that make it a hard sell to new players, which is unfortunate. And I do think that the expertise thing is one of them. I, I get finishes. Sure. I get, but I, I think once you play it like a couple of times and you get to learn your expertise and what they can do, like it adds a new wrinkle to like yeah. un- understanding the characters and like the depth of the game and squad building and what makes a character good or not good. And uh, so I think I love that it exists. I just think it makes it hard. Right. I mean, yeah, like you said, once you have enough repetitions of the model, you'll just know what they do. Right. You know, um, the priority thing does like, it does bother me a bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't have to get, we don't have to get into that right now. We let's finish this. That's next (laughs) week. Next week. Uh, We'll get you back on next week, Josh. Come on. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. The problem with it. Is that it's un it's unmitigatable, right? You can mitigate your dice, you can mitigate the deck. You the priority roll is, is what it is. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Which brings yep. us to mobility. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, we, we didn't we never rated output. <laughs> oh. uh, I would say his his output is uh, I'd probably put it at a seven. I would say seven also. Okay. Yeah. I think it's above We're gonna, above average. Yeah. The fact yeah. Uh, yeah. if you if you add the fact that he can generate a five die attack for himself, yeah, it costs force, but Absolutely. he can generate it. Um, I think it it helps tip him over the edge. Plus, I think his expertise are good. So yeah, I would say above average. Yep. I agree. Perfect. Now that brings us to mobility, which he's actually uh, quite good at too. He's at least a nine, at least a nine. Like if you wanted to argue, he was like, he's, the, he's probably not the most mobile character in the game, but man, he goes wherever he wants. <laughs> no, he does. he's not Maul. He's not Maul. You're he's right. Close. He's, he's not Maul. He's not Aura. He's a 10, though. But Maul, Maul is close to a 10. Maul has to trigger, for Maul to like really get nuts and not just be like a double advance, he has to trigger that repo, which is not hard to do, but. It's um, two. Yeah, pretty easy. It is pretty easy. I agree. He's yeah. So he's he's probably not the most mobile character in the game. I agree, but he's he's near the top. Okay. Like he he uh, can double dash and advance on any given turn. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty that's pretty great. Well, that's huge. Yeah. It's a long way. Yeah, and then he can. I mean, if if the stars align, he gets that full event. Well, no, because it just costs him. Right? He can. He gets a defensive maneuver, and then when he flips, his tactics is he can choose him or another Republic model to dash yeah. and hunger. So that's yeah. what all, it, all it costs. Yeah. All it costs is one force or one force, force plus plus uh, injured and wounded token cost uh, for sure. a, for a double dash and an advance, and then he has a reposition at the end of his tree. So, like, I have. I have moved all the way across the table with him on more than one occasion. Like it does happen. Um, particularly when you're like, I'm just gonna, yeah, I mean, I'm going to like get in a melee with these B ones to trigger my repo. And like, uh, so I'll, oh, like, yeah. you know, like you can set like, if that's your goal, he can do it. He's, oh, he's sure. not, he's not Ahsoka. He's not Maul. He's not Aura. But uh, he's 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 in the next tier, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. With um, that. I don't dis I don't disagree with that. 
The double also, dash does the double, the double dash is pretty great for for a single force cost. And then on top of it, the fact that his tree has you can go the route that's two shoves on the first two tiles when his three expertise yeah. gives him two crits. So like you're extremely likely to hit those two tiles, which so you can double dash, move, shove, shove. Like that's yeah, that's pretty great. Huge. Insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. even discounting his out of activation. Potential. He's got another one. You know, he could dash again. It's pretty great. Oh right. Yep. Yep. From uh from uh I'm always first. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. He's uh he's a nine. Yeah, eight or nine. Yep. If you guys wanted to argue eight, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be offended, but uh I'd I'd make him a nine. <laughs> All right. I'll say yeah. a nine just because you're you. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks. You, you, you got me. You got uh, me with no, nine. So nice. Double dash. But, okay, uh, that brings us to control, which is you know you know it when you see it. But this is like we factor in shoves and statuses here, and he has like like you just said, two shoves on two successes is like that's what we're looking for. That's pretty that's fantastic. Like, that's gold standard. Like it yep. doesn't, it doesn't get yeah. much better than that. If it does, it's on like super premium characters like Dooku. Um, so yeah, I you know he doesn't do a lot besides besides the two shoves. No, I mean he can pin. He's got a pin. He's got an expose. He's access to you know it's, it's possible, but it's yeah. possible. I mean yeah, they're not tree. they're not exceptionally easy to reach. Uh, you know, if you want to branch no. into like a synergy conversation, obviously he triggers coordinated fire um, off of uh, your clones. So, like, you know, if you look at it that way, like, yeah, he can put out, you know, do a couple pushes and get a pin from the two twelfth, or get, uh, you know, an expose out there from. Well, he's not going to leave the expose out. Get a strain out there from the five of first. But hell yeah, hell uh, yeah. But yeah, I would, I don't know. I would probably put him in like a six-ish, maybe a seven-ish realm for control. The two shoves are gold standard for sure, but I don't think he does a lot control-wise. I guess it depends. Um, is his recover uh, from bring it on clankers to help remove conditions off of your own guys outside of activation? Is that a uh is that a measure of control by or like counter control um maybe i don't know yeah it's versatile it's versatile it's a one of the it's a versatility category right yeah synergy versatility survivability like it works it works into a lot of different stuff those recovers but he doesn't have any abilities right he gets steadfast with hunker right so yeah um yeah so that is also an element of control not being able to be moved so you know he's right. he, he's somewhere in the six or seven range in my opinion. He's not like he's not a model that I'm reaching for because I'm like I need to be able to control the board, uh, but he can get models off of points, um, and he can do it out of activation thanks to um, uh, I'm always first kid. So uh, yeah, good, not great. You know? Yeah, I agree. Probably six. I like this. Uh, I like the 6.5. We didn't even know we could do 0.5 until Brian came on and he gave us a 5. He gave wow. us a 5.5, statistically average. Oh, wow. He gave, you a, whole he gave you a truly granular scale, just like really, yeah. really ramped it up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it really did. No, I like that. I think that uh, what bumps him a little above a 6 is those two two shoves on two. It is, it is 
it is pretty premium like when you see that on a character you're just like oh yes i love this Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh no yeah correct myself the b2s have a shove on three and a shove on one okay i love you idiot i know unbelievable two damage on two not three yeah not a shove yeah i'm dumb perfect which brings us to synergy and he's got quite a lot of it he sure does yeah for himself and like you said for for clones for galactic republic like just all the way around right like he's i i think if you're playing galactic republic and particularly if you're playing premiere format and he's not in your list then i don't know how you build your list and uh yeah yeah and I find I am pretty hard pressed to put a Galactic Republic list on the table that doesn't involve him. Um, my uh, baseline, my baseline Obi list is Obi Rex clone commandos, um, and uh, they all work really well together. Um, uh, the commandos help support Obi Wan and Rex with their coordinated fire by pushing them both to like that eight and I think nine or ten threshold on like total possible mm-hmm. damage output to help them uh, have a chance to wound on a single roll, and then uh, both Obi and Rex can help the clone commandos survive a little bit um, more than they do. Which man, that unit. This is like a total aside, but that unit should be seven health, not six. They really fucked that up. That's yeah. so stupid. Like, yeah. what are they fucking thinking? Yeah, like, it should be know. eight. I mean, I don't even know I if seven's enough. I, mean, eight not, not, I wouldn't complain, obviously, if they were eight. But yeah, I, the number of times that I like the protection helps to turn it into two attacks, but then they get like wounded to like the point like it's it like happens over and over and over again i'm just like they they should be seven um but anyway that's that's not really that much about captain rex but uh uh, (laughs) it's a knock on a synergy for sure right right you got the point from a synergy the the point about the point about bringing up that that squad is become my go-to is because uh like obviously obi-wan is like the poster child of i'm playing galactic republic and all my synergies are galactic republic and you know in that case you want rex because you're he's the same way he he he's off of Commandos. He tees off of Galactic Republic. Um, he moves everybody around. Uh, he's he's the he is the the grease in the Galactic Republic uh, gears that keeps everything running. So I I think his synergy is very high. Yeah. I what agree. are you thinking? Numbers wise, eight. It's yeah. It's probably it's probably an eight. Um. Yeah, it's probably an eight. I can see it. I can see a nine, but he's not. He's not. You know, he's not Kalani. Uh, (laughs) uh, But he's he's in the ballpark. So yeah, I I think eight's fair. Cool. Sounds good. That brings us to our final uh, category, which is versatility. So this is what we replaced resources with. So okay. uh, How splashable is he? Um, not. I would agree, not. I, you can't you can't play him in a separatist army or a, or any other. You, you have to play him with the republic. You can, I guess. You could play him with like. So you can, uh, right? Because he 
you could conceivably play him anywhere where you're just like, I just want a solid, like all I need is just a solid model. Right. Now, why? Yeah, why I've, you I've done it. Right. Why you wouldn't play like OB2 in that slot or whatever, I'm not 100% certain. Because I don't but, own the model yet. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's a great reason. But I mean, <laughs> no, no matter what, right? Like without any synergy from anybody else, he double dashes himself every turn and moves on top of it. Um, he, he can still be steadfast by taking cover. Um, you know, you're not making use of I'm always first kid or bring it on clankers, but those are your least used abilities anyway. And at the end of the day, his tree is good. His dice are good. And that doesn't matter yeah. where he is. Like that's always no. going to be the case. So yep. he's a model. He's a model that double dashes, gains hunker advances and rolls well in melee and in, uh, and at, at range. Um, and for and defense those, is pretty decent. Yeah. Right. You know. Those are all those are all things that you know lists want. Like, should you play him over Reva if you're playing uh uh, uh Red Sabers? Like yeah, maybe. Like maybe yeah. I probably would. So <laughs> yeah. um oh, I think he I think he is splashable, you're just not gonna see it that often. Um because other than just, me, because I'm interesting. Like, yeah, well, there you go. I think he's just a generically you good model. It. And if you're just trying to assemble uh, uh, a group of generically good models, and you're probably going to stumble into him having synergy with something, right? Like, let's say you're yeah. you you play him with Ahsoka, and he still gets to move Ahsoka up the table with his his uh, uh, yeah. trigger, yeah. you know, his tactical ability or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think he's splashable. I don't think he'll get splashed a lot, but I think he's splashable. He's not like highly splashable, but yeah, I agree with that. Right. He's not like right. Django splashable where you can play him in anything. Or right. Obi 2, you know. Like, yeah. Right, exactly. But exactly. Where they're yeah. like they're the high end of the spectrum, I suppose, right? But, I, would, yeah. I would say the only reason that Rex isn't more splashable is because Django exists. So if you don't care yes. about synergies, then Django does more. Um Yep. Right. Although although Rex's like offensive output is similar. To Django, yep. but without the diceless yep. displacement and like trading dashes for jumps, you know, Django's just like a better option there. The displacement's sure. why I took Django. Yep. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most most of my activations with Django are focused to get a free jump, move, displace, spend a force to jump on the point. Like the, yep. that's that's like he never attacks. He just like nope. He just yep. Advances, double jumps, and pulls somebody. That's like, yep, exactly like, like yeah. get over there, yeah, buddy, just, and stand yeah. there. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty good turn. Yeah, yep. sweet. So, okay, yep. so uh, what, yeah, what do we say then? Versatility five, four, yeah. three, yeah. Ooh, that's four. low. What five? What uh, what what would you say? So Django is like a ten. On the scale, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would say so because you can put him in there. And is like Kalania one? Yes, probably. And I would put him at a five. I would put him right in the middle of those two. Yeah, yeah, I would. I think this is kind of where points, like the point value, comes in also because Kalania, he definitely gets brought down right by being five points. You literally can't play him in some places. So yeah, right. Five sounds good. Cool. 
So uh, briefly, we'll go back over these point values and give them a grade. So for survivability, we gave them a 6.5. Uh, German statistically average, which is fine. Uh, output, we gave them a 7. Mobility, a 9. Control, 6.5 again, because those two shoves. Synergy is an 8, and versatility is a 5. Bog standard. So a letter grade, gentlemen, what do you, what do you give them? Um, if you're playing Galactic Republic... I think he's an A minus. If you're yep. not heavily Galactic Republic, then he's probably a B. I was gonna. God damn it! I was just like, agree, agree, agree. God, no <laughs> dissent on this podcast. So lame. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> One of the beautiful things. Okay, I'm gonna say a high B plus if you're playing a Republic, just to say, just to disagree. Nice. I'm just kidding. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. He's, he's certainly an. He, he's the best. Support, I think, for Republic, maybe other than Barris. Barris is sweet too. I like that model. So, so. yeah. So my three like go-to supports are Barris, uh, Sabe, and Rex. Right. And you Rex, haven't played Sabe. I don't own that box yet. Uh, but like Barris is like crazy awesome. I mean, that like yep. talking about like uh, mobility. Like she advances and then gets a full advance. She has that reposition on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, yeah. Anyway, we can get into yeah. her later. So. No, she's great. She zips all over, and she's one of in in keyword for Galactic Republic. She's like one of your few options for diceless displacement. So, yep. um, yeah, sure. no, Barris is like up there, uh, and Sabe is like she's like kind of nonsensically good, uh, but uh, both of them want. Uh, to like Barris a little bit uh, is a, bit, a little bit more flexible. Uh, Sabe wants to be with Padme. She wants to be with the Handmaidens, right? That, that box you are typically playing together. Like I think yeah. you're un, you're unlikely to splash Boy. them out. Like you, yeah, you could splash Sabe. Um, you could splash Sabe out of that box, and it would be it would be fine. But uh, she's she's really good. It's just if you're playing Galactic Republic, you're almost certainly playing clones. If you're playing clones, you better play Rex. So he's just yep. the first. He's the first one you reach for every time. Um, I think those Do three you... three secondaries should be when you're playing Premier. Those should be your three secondaries, and then you're probably playing Padawan, Ahsoka, but you could be playing Django or something mm-hmm. else like that in your fourth list. You know, so or Obi two, I guess. Yes, or Obi two, but you're unlikely to do that because you're probably playing Obi one, but you don't have to. You're not according to our people. Oh hell, <laughs> they, <laughs> don't, don't, they don't like it. Like wow, good. Yeah. Well, this, but in the last in the last uh, league, he was like the third most played. It was him, Mason Mall for the most played models. That's so. William. Andy played him all all of his games. Uh, is one of our friends, oh, yeah. and uh, he did very well. And then Mike hates Obi Wan. He's one of our be- our best players, and uh, he does not like Obi Wan at all. Apparently, hmm. I don't know why. Um, so when I see people play Obi Wan and they don't have success, and I haven't like watched a ton of people do it, but what I've seen happen is. Uh, that they are playing Obi-Wan and they're like, my clones should have 
They're like, all my units should have hunkers, so I'm spending force for a defensive maneuver just to get an extra hunker token, and then I'm taking cover for a hunker token. And, like, you don't... And then they burn through their force, and then they can't use it to force push with Barris, or, like, they gotta save the last one for uh, Obi-Wan, and then they're, like, really hoping that Obi-Wan's gonna go in and, like, really mess somebody up. And he doesn't do that. Like, he kind of controls points. He doesn't, like, mess people up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so like somewhere along the line, I don't know if it's just because of Anakin, uh, this like a theory that, uh, playing Galactic Republic was playing like hero hammer, like kind of took hold in the community. And I like, like even Mace doesn't like often doesn't hit that hard. It's like really only Anakin. So right. <laughs> I don't I don't like I think your your primaries need to control stuff, but if you're expecting them to slap face, like well, then you better be playing Vader in your Galactic Republic list, I guess. So um boring. <laughs> so yeah, I don't so I don't know if that's like the experience that uh your your uh, friend Mike is is having but I found that when I stopped defensive maneuvering as a matter of course and only did it when the moving made a difference to me that uh, Obi-Wan became like like those Obi-Wan lists became like a lot better when I wasn't like trying hard to stack as many hunkers as possible but just like taking the opportunity to get hunkers where I could without it costing me um that was like mm. a big a big change for me. Yeah, we just uh, wrapped up a league what a couple of weeks ago where we went. Uh, it was an eight wheel league, is it right? Steve? Yeah, did eight games. And our friend Andy uh, and us, I guess, like didn't have that many games beforehand. I think Andy had one game before the league started, mm. and he went six and two with Andy and Mace. That or uh, Obi and Mace is the only team, only boxes he played. That's a good. That's that, a good those, team. Yep, and I think he he swapped out. He did end up swapping out Rex, and I think he ended up playing the Commandos also. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm not certain though. But anyway, they like, call that list uh, uh, Old Fiction. Pretty hilarious name. Good name. Yeah, that's what he, he coined the list. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, love it. He went six and two with the list. He did pretty well. But yeah, so cool. he just played the list. Uh, well, just, that- he played it eight times. Go ahead. Well, that brings us to grading because we didn't we didn't settle on a grade on this guy. I say we just settle in the middle, B plus. You know. Uh, okay. It, yeah, that's fine. I can I can live with a B plus. Cool. Well, um, I think that closes that segment out. We've done uh, plenty of talking about who he plays well with and stuff like that, strategies for him. So I don't think we need to touch on that unless there's anything else you want to uh, specifically call out for him. Nah, he's sweet. That's it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is he the only character to get like retconned to be still alive? Because I remember I think the the fans were pointing out that like this old guy with a beard door was Rex and came canon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think uh Disney is like uh mum on it, but I think that Dave Filoni maybe was like, Yeah, I don't know, it could be could be Rex. But yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's like Filoni has been like, yeah, whether that's Rex or not, he was alive during that time. Cool. Well, uh, Josh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time a lot. Like I said, if you want to come on anytime, you're more than welcome to. Sounds great. I appreciate you having me.
yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You got any uh, anything to promote? Uh, well, if you uh, enjoyed my uh, long-winded diatribes on this cast, you can always uh, listen to Muse on Marvel if you're into MCP. Um, and uh, me and the and the boys uh, get up shenanigans every week over there. And then uh, at some point, maybe uh, on the same channel, uh, Lance and I might uh, launch our own Fatterpoint cast. We'll see. We're, nice. we're discussing it. Cool. So, you know, keep your keep your ear to the ground, I guess. There you go. Nice. Cool. Jess, you got any uh, any shout outs, anything? No. Uh, <laughs> look out for my tokens. I sold a shadow point set today, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, so, nice. nice. Pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, join us next week when we'll have another guest on, probably Lance, to complete the circle. That'll be amazing. Oh, Josh is coming back on. We got to talk about the points. <laughs> same time next week <laughs> all right well we'll catch you guys later That oh. guy is so loud. Greg, you son of a bitch. Son of a he's the worst. <laughs> does Nigel in MCP does he play the same janky bullshit he plays in every game? I don't know um, about that. I mean he was playing janky bullshit before the uh update, I guess. We uh, don't play MCP, was... just so you know. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, like... okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh so yeah, before they before this latest uh mini stravaganza. Uh, they just updated a bunch of X-Men and they were basically like all the models Nigel were playing. So he was playing like a lot of undercurve models because they're he has like a real connection to um like the nineties and two thousands X-Men and like Cable and, and Cyclops yeah. and Wolverine in particular. Um like he definitely has a connection to those characters in some form. Uh not that he's like a huge comic like nerd guy but like he he cares about those characters which i think is part of the reason that he's way more into mcp i don't think he gives a shit about any star wars character ever so right uh, which is which is totally fine um so he was playing those characters because he liked them and then he also is just an obstinate individual that when a bunch of people tell him you can't really do that he's gonna like try to prove that he can do it like every time he's gonna try and uh so uh he was like kind of forcing these things but i actually like as we played i was just like yeah there's like legs here like you're right like you've got something um like he's always kind of good uh he's like at a truffle he's like a truffle pig for <laughs> uh for like shit that like looks like <laughs> shit but then like it actually isn't quite shit and you still have to play like really well in order to do well with it. But Nigel's like, uh, he's a good gamer and he's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so he's like, 
he will pull stuff that I'm like, okay, like I see where you're going, but I'm pretty sure this is bad. And then he'll run it into me like a few times and I'll be like, yeah, I think it's bad, Nigel. And then he'll just keep going. And he just like pushes past the point where I would have been like, okay, I'm going to move on to something else. And like, he just works with it and fiddles with it and tinkers with it. And eventually he figures it out where I'm not sure it's like replicable for like a lot of other people. Right. Um, but it is yeah, for him. That, he has that grind yeah. where most people just don't yep. do that, you yep. know? Yeah, exactly. 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 So that's uh that was how he approached that's how I felt he approached War Machine. I remember playing like a oceans. bunch of games cool. where we would just we would play like he would he yeah, his oceans list obviously is like the uh a birth of that. Uh like that that's like a prize baby born of his uh you know his his struggle and strife and suffering and and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but uh uh you know he would also like he when it was too became two list format he was like really uh running a variety of lists um into into like Keith and myself and John and just like trying to trying to find the list to pair with it and I remember games where, like, I remember a game where he was, like, trying to make um, Zerkova work, and uh, he just, like, ran a Zerkova list into my Shea list, and, like, oh, got yeah. her, like, got her, like, cannonballed, like, five, five games in a row. Like, we would just, yeah. he would be like, all right, well, what if I unpacked like this? And then I would, like, bounce a cannonball into her killer, and he'd be, like, he'd be like, all right, re-rack. And like we we just like did that. We just like re-racked like five times until he was like, okay, like I can't play it this way and I can't play it that way and I can't play it this way and I can't play it that way. Okay, now I now I figured it out. Now I figured out the line that I can take. Um, <laughs> so he's just he's dogmatic. He's like a he's he's a junkyard dog man. Like he yeah. uh, he really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. What a guy. You know, always yeah. looking for gold. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, we uh, we were huge fans of the newscast back in the day. Like, I was. Oh well, thank going, you. Yeah, dude, I was going to make a supercut of all the pirate jokes, but I got lazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. I, I back in the day when you ran out of jokes, I made the cannons. I came up with a few more and sent them your way to keep the okay. streak alive a little okay. bit. Good, so that good, was a long good. Time ago. Yep, I do remember. I do remember receiving jokes from uh, several members of the community. I I wouldn't have been able to tell you which ones you sent in, but I do remember we that. Yeah. We were doing our part, you know. We got to keep you the were, You were. You guys definitely were. Yeah. Oh, no man. doubt about it. Those were. I when you guys when Tom came in there and like oh, he, man. You, know, John, you guys never posted like videos with John. All you had to say. Yeah was like explain how tom was, was <laughs> i'm yeah. like god someone needs to post these fucking videos dude good times see besides nigel Colin, a little what? bit Colin, yeah. Uh, Colin I actually is one of the guys I probably get more Shatterpoint games against than anything. He's living in Ames, so he's only like uh, like 40 minutes away, but yeah. he's like pretty busy with work and school. But no, yeah, Colin was, uh, I mean, he was casting with us at the, like when we had Eggers on and whatnot when we yeah. first started with uh, the MCP stuff. Right. And he hasn't been on much lately, and he's kind of fallen out of love with MCP currently. But Col- Colin's a, a hot and cold man, you know, like he'll yeah. change yeah. At, the, at the drop of a hat. So, uh, but he is really enjoying Chatterpoint. So, oh, um, 
I, I get a game against him every, like, probably once or twice a month in oh, Shatterpoint. Nice. And then uh, Lance, uh, Lance I hang out with, like, semi he's my most regular Shatterpoint partner right That's now. Cool. He's, uh, he's a Star Wars, uh, hardcore Star Wars lover. And he and I have kicked around the idea of maybe doing, like, a once a month Shatterpoint cast um the two of us because he's definitely he's uh he owns everything and has painted everything already uh he needs to work on some of his terrain but he's he really like jumped uh both feet in Uh, i think it's it's definitely one of his like favorite ips so um he's pretty stoked about it so yeah uh crump is here in town and we hang out we play games occasionally he was just on like we just casted uh wednesday and uh, he was he actually joined us for this one so he'll come no. play uh marvel and he'll play shatterpoint uh with us or board games or whatever but it's like uh he's got a i want to say it's like a two-year-old kid now and then um he's working on completely they bought a home and have been working on completely renovating really? it like they got oh it entirely God. and he's doing a bunch of the work himself so he's like uh pretty it's pretty like hit and miss how often we get him but uh you know we'll see him We'll see him every six to eight weeks for, for a minute. <laughs> we we um, had him on the cast quite a few times, and he was like, that was a couple of years ago now, and he was working on his house then. Like, yes. <laughs> um, so he bought his house uh, almost a full year before I did, and they I've been in my house now for two years. And he has not moved into his house yet. So that's like, <laughs> you know, what are you, you going to do, I guess? But uh, I went over and helped him, uh, Chad Gard, and I went over and helped him move uh, 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 SRM bathtub uh, up to his upper oh uh, upper floor. Put that Ooh. in. Uh, so that was, that was fun. But uh, oh. yeah. I think he's like, I think they're looking at moving into the place. Like, even though like he still has a lot of work to do, I think they're ready to like move into it sometime in the next like three or four months or something like that is what he's saying now. So, um, and it's not too far from, uh, our, uh, most frequented, uh, game store mayhem here in Des Moines. So, um, so hopefully we can, once he moves in there, we can get him to come down to the shop and, Play more often, so we'll see how it nice. goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we both know the struggles of having a two-year-old. It's a yeah. yes, yeah, opinion. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Keith, uh, Keith, I talked to you about once a year. Uh, he wanted nice. me to get on and teach him uh, MCP on TTS, and I just like I just haven't like had the time of late, but I, I would like to do that. So uh, maybe sure. we can get him back in touch with us uh, that way. So yeah, I talked to most of the Muse guys. John's like gone. He's in Maryland yeah. or something. Um, sure. And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't talk to Chad very much. Um, I'll like, like in an online chat or whatever, he'll pop up like like once in a blue moon. But he moved up to Ames and uh, is basically common law married and has like adopted uh, her daughter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, he's he's got his own. And I think uh, he's like kind of migrated out of miniature games and like mostly what gaming he does, I think, is like video games. But um, sure. oh, nice. yeah, sure. we had him on a couple I think it was like a, a incoming transmission. I thought he got abducted like halfway through. He's like, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, shoot, man. Besides you and Lance, we had everybody else on. So I guess next week 
We'll see if Lance is available. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta track Lance down. I bet he'd be. I bet he'd be down to talk about Shatterpoint. I'll. Uh, I'll give him a little poke. You know, if you guys yeah. just want to go on one month, like a one month cast, you're welcome to just talk to him. It's not your own or whatever, but we're always sure pretty open to collaborations. Unless you guys want to start your own thing, and you know. sure. Yeah, we're easy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we're well, super easy. We might take you up on that. Uh, you cool. know, eventually we'll want to have some sort of outlet to talk about it. A- Aside from me, just occasionally on the the uh, MCP yeah. cast, being like, uh, uh, "Shatterpoint's a better game, Nigel." So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I run into that wall when I'm in there, like their chat. It's it's brutal because he's just like, yeah. "It's just not." I'm like, "Okay, well, I've never played MCP, <laughs> but I just okay, dude." Yeah. So MCP's, I think MCP is a good game. It's actually pretty well balanced. They're two totally different games. Like they don't really yeah. deserve to be compared to each other. Um, right. Shatter Shatterpoint, like they're both score skirmish level games shatterpoint fixes like it it like fixed a lot of people's complaints about mcp but Mm. like there are things in like in shatterpoint you can't like kill characters and get them off the table and like that like that's like a viscerally viscerally rewarding experience you know that mcp has like the terrain throws and whatnot like there's 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 good and bad things about both games i think yeah that's one thing i kind of like wish the game had is like you could like or force throw easier or something i don't know sure yep well yeah i just think when a model died it maybe like would actually leave the table immediately that's one thing it's like it's a little weird you know it is it is like abnormal for gaming but it's actually one of the things that as i've been playing the game has like it's grown on me to the point where I'm like, this is like a key selling feature of the game for me. That they oh, I love so it with Maul because, yeah. you know, the two endurance. When I'm dumb and I got thrown forward and he dies right away, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we can't get on the mall train. We'll be here all night. That guy is amazing. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's too, so. he's too easy to talk about. He's too good. He's so uh, sweet. True. Anything you need, him. just rub some mall on it. You know, he's, he'll, he's got that's your face. Right. Yeah. Yep. Do right. Man, people like locally, our guys are like using fluff to justify rules, which is like in a game based on another IP, I guess <laughs> it kind of makes sense. But they're like, I was, when we first started, I was like, why is Maul 22 health and Vader is 36? They're like, well, Maul's only half a man. I was like, well, count the limbs, buddy. He's got two. Vader has yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, so dumb. I, I mean, I don't know. They're using fluff to justify rules, and I just thought it was. Whatever. That didn't yeah, did not I mean, work. He has, he has less health because he's a resource battery, that's why. And yeah, that's uh, you true. gotta be yeah, you gotta be able yeah. to remove yeah, you gotta be able to remove him mechanically if yeah. uh I mean even with two and uh, eleven health and two, we, like you don't remove him. He just doesn't get taken yeah. off the table yeah, very often. But yeah. He no. never died. Never. Yep. Yep. He's he's me. But that's okay. I mean, everybody's, you know, yeah, everybody has a chance. Yeah, like, it has happened. I've seen it happen, but it's just, it's rare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many like, models have you ever had removed, period? Like, I think I've had three models um, removed. Total. I don't think that I've had more than two uh, units. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I've had four, I've I've lost both of my supports in a game before. So, like, sure. four, mo- four models off the yeah. table, but, yeah, I don't think that I've ever had more than two units. But I've had a game where it was two units per side. That was a pretty bloody game. Damn. Oh, that's uh, rough. Yeah. It did involve yeah, yeah. Uh, Vader on one side and uh, Padme on the other. So, nice. okay, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Vader, you know, uh, I mean, this is all pre ramble talk, but Vader, I think, is so boring. You know, not that he's like <laughs> overpowered, but Jesus Christ. Just like herp derp, walk forward, herp derp, take damage, deal damage. God, I think. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Whatever. That's fair. Totally fair. We have an event coming up next weekend, and that's my challenge to myself is I'm going to play him uh, for the first time at the event and see how it goes. I can't work. I want he's, he's in a premiere list. He's not going to play him one time. He's going to go fuck. I'm going to rock up to the event and play him then. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Have, have, you, not, have you not even put him on the table in like a casual no. game or anything? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, Baby he's like a, he's a little more fun than you think he is. Let I mean, he's fun. I, he, I played him once and he's very fun. I, I do yeah, agree. Yeah. Okay. And let me tell you, it was not fun. <laughs> My only complaint about Vader is that he advances on his uh whatever mm. it's called Vader's uh yeah, Fury, yeah, whatever. Uh, or whatever it is. Fury, Fury. You know, Vader's Fury. Yeah, is that it's a full advance instead of a dash. Because he yeah. just like Vader shouldn't double advance. Like he just yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, but aside from that, like uh I don't have any complaints about him. I, I think he plays the way I expect. Darth Vader to play, I guess. So, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people talk about how OP is. I don't think he's overpowered. I think he's just like the path of least resistance, you know? Like he raises your skill floor. Just put him on the table because he's pretty straightforward, simple, and powerful, he, which is he fine. He is. Uh, I, I think there are things that I like about him that he like. He is like a true build around. Like, you know, you're not going to put a bunch of guns in it. So you do actually have to, but it's like not a hard build around. You just have to think about like what you're putting, putting in the, in the list as a whole and make sure that it synergizes. There's some models that definitely don't want to take the damage um, for the, the additional dice. Uh, and uh, so I don't know. I, I like him for that fact. And I agree that I don't think that he's overpowered. I think we're just like in a weird place in the meadow where the easiest thing to do when you play is like walk forward and bash people with glowing sticks. And yeah. uh, and uh, it's powerful yeah. enough. But like, I think eventually we're going to get to a place where the game has a greater depth of options and people are playing like a little bit more dynamically with different scenarios in play. Sure. And that that won't just be like the default. Um, way to play the game. Do you? Yeah. Uh, so we don't know MCP. You obviously played that for quite some time. What yeah. kind of different missions are in that uh, game? Is there's like extractions and all that kind of stuff? Like, what does that entail? Yeah. So the extracts is like one of the uh, like most hand wringingest parts of the game. It's the part that like uh, <laughs> people complain about one of two things: either uh, this model is OP because it just kills every model that it touches, and I can't like keep my models on the board, or they complain about uh, uh, models that pick up extracts and run away, and they feel like they have no agency, and they just lose because they can't catch them or kill them. Um, okay. So the so the extract play is like it's uh, it's definitely like one of those things that I think is it's nice that it's not in Shatterpoint because I think it does cause game balance problems. Uh, some mm -hmm. of the most egregious models uh, over the course of the history of MCP that they've been adjusted and nerfed. And I actually think it's fine, but uh, some of the most egregious models or the biggest negative play experiences come from these models that steal extracts from a, from you and then run away from you and you can't catch them and you can't kill them. And so, uh, and you can't like, you can't stop them from stealing the extracts from you like black cat. She just does it. 
Um, hmm. And until until recently, it didn't cost her an action to do it. So she would like long move up to you, steal an extract, long move away from you, hop hop two away from you heads have stealth and it was just hard to it was hard to ever get it back from her and then she just like counts as a point every single turn that you can't get to and you can't contest um and got got ripped from you so it's uh like there's that's like the most negative way to look at it i think there's more counterplay i think that's overblown um Uh. how much people complain about it um like she did need toned down um so she like and i think amg is like really good about how they do so they they made that an action so she can't get away from you as fast but now she's like they made her a little bit more survivable um in combat than she was before so crits don't explode against her anymore like they used to explode so um uh so that's that's the extract game uh i don't envision it coming to shatterpoint i'm pretty sure they specifically Part of them designing Shatterpoint was that they didn't like the extracts that they like. They decided that this game needed to not have extracts because there's, there's like, there are so many characters uh, in MCP whose like identity is wrapped up in extract missions existing, and the fact that mm. they don't exist and that we don't have any models yet that do that and that wasn't part of the core set. I don't think that's ever going to be a part of the game. I would be surprised if it was. That's fair. I mean, one of our locals just picked up MCB, and he's yeah. just like been playing Shatterpoint. And he's just under the impression that like M- Shatterpoint's gonna be Uh-oh. like MCP, and I'm they're like, just uh, like they're I just not it. the same. They're just not the same games. They no. just aren't. Like a lot of people wanted to draw like that connection immediately because they were just like, "Well, Legion already exists, so this is just gonna be reskinned MCP." But the games are the games are very different. They play very differently. Yeah. 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 Good news. Um, That's good. Is that the only other kind of like mission other than like holding points then? In or is there like yeah, a bunch so, of guys? So the way MCP works is that there are um I'm trying to remember exactly how many. I think there's like eleven secures and nine extracts, something like that. I'd have to count them up to tell you for sure. sure. But um when you build your roster, you pick 10 models, you pick 10 tactics cards that go with them, and then you pick three secures and three extracts. And at the start of the game, somebody gets priority and they get to pick whether they play, like, whose secures they play and whose extracts they play. Like, you have to pick one of each side okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you take your three extract cards that you brought and you random like you shuffle them and randomize them and you pick one at random and those two scenarios are the scenario that get picked are the scenarios for the game one secure one extract and then the person that didn't have priority picks the threat value so it's the point total that you're building list out of your 10 to play on on those crises so that's how it works um so every single game uh is a game of uh between two and five uh, static points that you control, mm-hmm. and between and if it's as little as two, those points are worth two points a piece instead of one point a piece. But at any rate, um, and then between uh, three and six extracts that you can pick up from somewhere on the table and then they'll have like varying rules for each one you know like senators has six extracts but if you pick a senator up you can only move one time in a turn as opposed to double move um uh everybody gets two actions just like in shatterpoint but in sure. MC, mcp you can double your actions um there's no oh, okay um cool. so uh 
so that's that's how it works. It's pretty different from uh, yeah. Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint, you know, there's no uh, crisis or um, sorry, a struggle like type of uh, situation where you're like trying to win back and forth. You're just trying to get to a set VP total over a number of rounds. You play six rounds or until you hit 16 VPs, uh, whichever mm. comes first. Um, okay. And so, you know, the whole design of Shatterpoint uh, scoring is just totally different. And it's it's predicated around um, attrition, not really removing models in the case yep. of Shatterpoint, you know, yep. and it and that's how or how the scoring and the scenarios are built, whereas an MCP like playing attrition, removing models from the table is like a very viable path to to winning the game and you can displace as well but in that case not every model has the chance to push unlike in Shatterpoint where every model can displace off of points and so on and so forth right well right, almost right. almost every model Savage aside almost yeah, every model yeah. so yeah, yeah. so poor man bad panda yeah. well this pre-ramble has been chock full of minis talk uh, I don't know if she just, <laughs> she just I don't know we're pretty warm hey up, huh? you know yeah 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 you well, watch any sweet movies first? Okay, fine. We can do that. Uh, what have I watched lately? I watched um, Sorcerer. Uh, that's an old uh, William Friedkin movie. So the director from uh, the, uh, the Exorcist. Um, sure. Made it with Roy Scheider in the 70s. Uh, it is an extremely long movie. And the first half of it, you're just like, what is going on? But then in the end, like the last half of the movie is these four like desperate uh, men trying to uh, bring unstable dynamite across uh, South American uh, jungle in these two trucks. Uh, one of the trucks is called the Sorcerer, hence mm. the name of the movie. Yeah. And uh, and like uh, so, there's like this, there's this sequence where they cross this like raging river on this super rickety bridge that you're like, there's no way it could support mm. a truck like this or whatever. And it's like it's super intense. Um, and the whole whole jungle that's like the the like the highlight of it but the whole jungle sequence the whole last half of the movie is like like these are not good men but you still like really like sweat it out and bond with them and like the cinematography is just excellent and the uh the tension is super high and the acting is quite good and the the special effects and the set like you know it's all practical special effects um and the setup is because it's from the 70s the setup is uh is pretty great so if you like uh if you like cinema for the sake of like watching um technical wizardry and like good timing and suspense that's a good movie uh if you just want to watch something that's action like it's like way too slowly paced at the beginning and you'll like lose your mind so (laughs) that's probably that's probably the best movie that i've watched recently otherwise i've just been watching a bunch of tv shows i just finished watching echo um yeah it was solid um i liked a lot of the um uh Oh shoot! Now I'm forgetting the name of the Choctaw. That was the the nation Choctaw nation stuff. Like a lot of the like uh, her ancestral heritage, and then like the you know uh, my some of my family's from Oklahoma, and like I think they shot it in Georgia, but man, they did a really good job of making it feel like Oklahoma. Oh, nice. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's good. It's solid. Uh, it kind of suffers from the same thing that I think most Marvel properties that are good suffer from in that like 
everybody that was like all the acting was like pretty pretty solid people cared uh there was like a lot of attention paid to detail but at the end of the day it's still a superhero story and those are mostly the same stories over and over and over and over again so yeah. you know yep. yeah <laughs> man i haven't watched i haven't watched the mcu since like the third guardians movie that's like the only thing i watched I haven't watched yeah. shit. I think that's the last thing I watched in the theater for sure was the third Guardians movie. And I only went to that because a friend wanted me to go to. But <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for for Blade to go back. Oh, that's probably yeah. like the next the next time I'll go watch. Uh, they bring Wesley Snipes back. <laughs> uh, that would be sweet. But Mahershala <laughs> Ali is like a good that's a good uh, oh, I'll, I'll he's, take. I'll, he's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's going to be Blade. Oh, so, yeah. I was before just before getting on here, my wife and I were watching uh, season three of True Detective because we haven't we saw the first two and we saw the yeah. new episode. And he is so good. Unbelievable. Yeah. This guy. Man. Yeah. He's when definitely he one through, of my favorite actors. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, what is your stance on the Michael Sarah Jack Black vehicle year one? I I don't know that I have a stance. I okay. I would say that I've watched it. I didn't find it particularly compelling. Okay, yeah, I mean, totally me either. Definitely not for for sure. Okay, no. it's a. <laughs> <laughs> I take it this is a uh, this it's is my, a, uh, yeah. it's a good pleasure for sure. Oh, okay, okay, I know gotcha. The movie is a pile of shit, but it makes me laugh for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's good. Hey, look, uh, I have, I don't know if uh, I had professed my love on the old Musecast, but for a long time now, I've been uh, touting my love of the Fast and Furious Did franchise. You, so, no, I yeah. watched Fast 10 earlier this week, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> preparation for this Dude, Well, that, and I've, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not, I'm a fan, not a fan. I, I, I don't mind those spoon movies. My five-year-old likes them, so whatever, you know. So he likes cars and shit. But yeah, it's like when they like in the like mild beginning of the movie when like Dom's like mildly remembering Brian, and it's like, God damn it! Getting dusty in there. Getting a little dusty in there, and my wife's like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" Uh, the dumbest shit. Like, yeah, since, becoming, since becoming a dad, the dumbest shit makes me cry. Like if landslide comes on from Fleetwood Mac, and my son is in the room, I have to leave the room or I start crying. <laughs> so anyway, okay, that's a little right. something about me. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I don't have those, but uh, I watched uh, Temple of Doom earlier this Hell week. Yeah. Hell yeah, love that movie. That, rema- that like remains. Uh, everyone thinks I'm crazy, but it remains my favorite of the yeah, three. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like yeah. I don't get I don't understand the hate for it at all. Nah. Like I'm just like, nah, it's sweet. It's yeah. short round short round is fucking short awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole opening sequence at the at the Shanghai Club, like it's yeah. so good. It's just <laughs> so good. Yeah. 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 No, I yeah, yeah I'm a fan. So I yeah. yeah. My my five year old wanted to go see the newest one in theaters with me and i'm like yeah. i'm gonna go watch it first and i'll see if i can do but i'm like no i'm not gonna do that you there's know? valuable but, lessons yeah. in there he punches nazis that's important for kids <laughs> that's true that's true yeah, I, didn't, but, I don't know i didn't hate it i didn't love it i was bored I, for most of the movie although yes. i wasn't i wasn't angry while i watched it like i was when i watched uh crystal skull right then you like actually 
got angry yeah. at the movie. I thought the end so, of it was like, you could have ended it cooler, I thought, you know, odd to me anyway. But. So I was going to say that the end actually like totally redeemed the movie for me. Like, I actually thought it was really? the most in, the most interesting part of the movie. And I was like, this is perfect for a historian. Like, I totally, I totally dig what's happening here. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You could have just was, left him there. Right. They could have. Uh, and I would have been fine with that. I think I might have liked that better, but I liked what by the ending, I mean, ending up going back in time and yeah, going yeah, to, yeah. like, it was just, it was just such like kind of an out of, like, not totally out of left field, but kind of out of left field twist ending to the film. And yeah. I was just like, I did not expect this movie was so paint by numbers up to now that I did yeah. not expect it to do this. And no, I, I, mean, I like, enjoyed that. Like writing off uh Shia LaBeouf's character like thank you. Uh, yeah. thank you. I mean it was like kind of yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I was mud. But get mud out of there. Yeah. So. Uh, the the thing that I wish would happen, like I really like uh what's her name? Um that's in it. I'm trying to remember the actress's name. She does if you haven't if you haven't seen uh I think it's Fleabag is her show. Oh, uh, yeah it's really good. Uh, it's excellent. I highly yeah. recommend that. Um, okay. But uh, man, I, I can't believe I'm blanking on that actress's name because I really like her. But at any rate, uh, who played his like surrogate daughter in that? Uh, in oh, that yeah. The yeah, most yeah. recent movie. Right. Yep. Um, she's awesome. I definitely wouldn't mind like some sort of Indiana Jones sequel where she's like doing archaeology mm. stuff or whatever. Yes. But also, she was sweet. Also, but also I would just like like just more fortune and glory pulp like thirties, forties, archaeologists, yeah. treasure treasure hunters. Like yep. they don't have to be Indiana Jones. Nope. Do they can be different characters? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally be in for that. Yeah, as long as they're swarmy, yeah. I'm I'm all for it. Give me a swarmy guy, a whip. I don't care. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But. Yeah, let's get let's crack on but one last thing uh i always end every preamble with a uh song is there any any you big music guy josh i mean i do quite enjoy music i'm definitely on a synth wave kick at the moment but i listen to uh, a wide variety of styles really uh pop and like stadium country are probably like the only things that i don't listen to so okay well, well, yeah, you, you, you almost like listen to music don't like so you know just country i was like oh boy uh -oh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, like, i don't know if you can tell no. from our appearance but we're huge metalheads uh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay yeah uh so i definitely do like some uh some mastodon uh yeah. and nice. um i uh, yeah probably mastodon's like my favorite Battle. There we go. Yeah, cool. I'll, put a, I'll put a Mastodon song tag at the end here. This yeah. is some, such and such song by Mastodon. I'll find one. I'll pick one. That's my, my, my firstborn's <laughs> named after their drummer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are going to ask you, and I know you probably have one. Oh, yes. Your, if you have a full tilt moment in a game, any game, they'll have to be Shadowborn. Mm. So probably you probably have one from Wormshing. But <laughs> uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> I think I know what it is. I, is that that uh, that Gatsby two game, the entire army against Gatsby two, and you lost? <laughs> oh yeah, Keith fucking uh, <laughs> uh fucking uh, gaslighting the shit out of me. Is that the one that you're talking about when I, I was so. playing 
Gordon into him, and I had, yeah, okay. I I don't know if the one you're talking about is what I'm talking about, but I've got one. So okay, yeah. okay, okay. We'll, we'll ask you that <laughs> yeah. randomly during the cast. So just keep yeah, that. In okay, mind. okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, Sounds good. Did, uh, did Justin do the categories that we're gonna write? Oh, I don't think so. Maybe okay. I did. No. Uh, okay. Maybe you might have. That's fine. I'll. Uh, I think I have a pinned here. Never mind. Anyway, I got. I got it. Uh, so for primaries, we go over the resources, which I don't think really applies to secondaries because like they're only resources, they're point cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll switch that to versatility because I think that applies a little more. That'll kind of factor in their point cost and and like how you know we we all know versatility is. Then there's survivability, it's pretty self-explanatory. Stats, health stats, and defensive dice, things like that. Expertise, uh, outputs, pretty similar to, but the opposite. Offensive uh, ability, mobility. So for Rex, it's going to be pretty good because he got some dashes. Mm-hmm. He gives out some dashes, and then control, which is things like uh, shoves and stuff. I put there statuses, things like that. What they can do, you know, control. Yeah. You see, just like, just like porn, you know, when you see it. Uh, aid, <laughs> <laughs> synergy, and then lastly, versatility. And then we'll rank those one through ten and give a letter grade. Talk about stuff that the character works with, and maybe some tips, and then that's the end of that segment. But that'll come after we'll that at the end. Yeah, okay. At the end. Cool. Sounds good. You yep. had a topic that you wanted to talk about. We'll, we'll uh, just pop in and then we'll talk about that, I guess, or we can chat. We, we're still not in it yet, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. What did I? Uh, what What did I say? I'm trying to remember well, what I. I brought, uh, up, I brought up the. I think that point values that set of uh, primaries are pretty arbitrary. Oh, yeah, yeah. You wanted to talk a little bit about what, uh, when somebody looks at a card, what makes people say it's good or bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I think those those dovetail together pretty nicely, so. I agree. Cool. Let's kick off. I'm going to shout into the mic, and then I'll introduce you this week. You can introduce him. Okay, I'll do it. We failed doing that with Carnage, so I felt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he also you knocked me off my mojo because he interrupted when I was shouting in the mic, but that's okay. Well, you Hello do and welcome, damn it, Jess. 